Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 296 of Film Bastards. As always, I am your co-host, Ian Lyon, and I am joined by, as always, by Guy Guy. Matt Foster, hello everybody. And Becky Foster, hello everybody. There we go. Hello, hello. Coming up on this week's show, we've got a couple of Netflix films for you. Um, we have the Motley Crue biopic The Dirt, and we have the Costner, Harrelson, Bonnie and Clyde hunting down drama The Highwaymen, and we're also going to have the latest Patreon review, taking a look at Rick Kidd's uh, choice, The Death of Stalin. Um... If I sound echoey, then this experiment has failed. <laughs> but this is free, so, you know. Um, I'm feeling very zen. I don't know why. I'm just letting things wash over me. I'm quite chill. Um, I'm also very excited about trailers. Yeah. I, I will. I, I, shall we get into trailers, or are there any burning issues we want to talk about beforehand? I don't think any news out there, is there, is there really? Probably is. Nothing that doesn't revolve around the clusterfuck that is. Well, let's, let's swerve that. I know, but that's what I mean. It's like nothing else has happened, because that is all that happens now. Who, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah. No, Literally seems to change. Literally, who knows? <laughs> so, yeah, no, no film. We need to cover no. Cool. Let's do trailers. Um, trailers. I will say I was disappointed that Apple didn't have like any movie content at that uh, conference press conference thing last week. Yeah, that 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 that, that was kind of like it, it. It was a little bit of a a bit of a wet fart. Out really, it was <laughs> like they, they made a big deal of it, and it's like, right. So what is it? Right, it's this thing, and we're gonna launch it. So, but but what is it? Well, it's going to have some stuff on it. What? Just some stuff. But what? Just some stuff, you know, stuff. There'll be things. Okay, like movies. No. Like, are you linking up with anybody? No. But we're going to do it. it. It was very odd. I don't know who was it, it was for. It's a slight tangent. So the Apple News Plus thing, the magazine subscription thing, which, to be fair, sounds like a really good deal. Um... US only. Okay. Apple Card. US only. Doesn't launch till the summer. Apple Arcade. Doesn't launch until the autumn. Apple TV Plus. Doesn't launch until the autumn. And there was literally no clips or trailers for any of the shows. It was just people talking about them. Like, when when a credit card is probably the most interesting thing in an Apple presentation shit's gone wrong yeah it, it was it just felt a little bit like it, it felt very undercooked which is something that didn't used to happen very much with Apple you might say under Tim cooked oh yes under Tim Apple cooked <laughs> um, yeah I don't know just bizarre I like getting excited for Apple conferences and looking at the shiny shiny but there wasn't really any shiny shiny you know the card's very nice the card is very nice yeah so I might have one of those one day and stop earning air miles 
I fucking love earning air miles. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, trailers. What have we got? We uh, there, There's an obvious biggie, but we've got Annabelle Comes Home, yeah. which looks like it's going to be very much and Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be in it much. I, I, I think this looks really fucking good. I like the fact that it's gone. We've got all this creepy shit in this room, right? Let's just activate all of it and it'll be batshit. I love that. Activate the creepy shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this looks really good. I, I don't... I'm not a big fan of the Annabelle movies, especially within the larger context of the Conjuring universe, I think that it, the, the stories based around that ugly fucking doll are definitely the weakest. And when, obviously, Matt was like, oh, let's watch the new Annabelle trailer, I was a bit like, oh, fucking well, we'll have to watch it because it'll tie in in some way. But but then, it, it yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on board for this one. It doesn't feel like two years since we had the last Annabelle movie, though. No. I think it's because we only watched it, like, Later on last year, didn't we? Because yeah. we covered it um, when we did the nun. The nun, yeah. 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 So it's it, it, it's a little bit like um, I feel like when, when I saw that the trailer was available, I thought, really? I've not already been out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, they're they're going pretty fucking full tilt with these conjuring films because I I I'm still convinced the curse of La Llorona is. In that universe, it's got to be. It's the pre. It's the same actor as the, the priest. Same it's the priest. same name, and it's the same yeah. director, isn't it? Or one of the directors around that universe. I mean, yeah, James Wan's produced it, and it kind of it. To be honest, I think maybe it says maybe it says something about the film's quality that they're not saying it's a conjuring film because they don't want to taint the brand. Possibly, yeah. But, but I don't know. Then again, they could just like direct a video it if it was that bad. So may- maybe not. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Annabelle comes home. Like like Becky says, hashtag activate the creepy shit. Um, <laughs> why not? You know, like if it's going to be a good variety of scares, then cool. And it, it won't have a nun doing jump scares at you. So you know, I'm in. Yeah, it look it looks looks fine, doesn't it? It does look fine. It's good. It looks fine. It looks very generic horror. Yeah, probably. Did Did you guys see the trailer for um, Unicorn Store, the 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 Brie Larson's directorial debut? Yes. I didn't. Yeah, this this could go either way for me. Yeah, it it, it it's. It's either going to be like a quaint little quirky. That, that was that was quite sweet. I enjoyed that. Or it's going to be a what the fuck? Oh yeah, it can't it can't be one or the other. So, and the thing is, that I like about Netflix as well is when they drop these trailers and it's like, yeah, it's out the following Friday. Like it's out on Friday. Um, and yeah, I'll watch it this weekend with a bit of a hangover or something. Why not? Yeah, I'm, um, I, 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 I'm fine with that. I, you know, look, that cast is great. Hmm. I'm I'm up for the age of young actresses 
getting the chance to go behind the camera. I mean, like, uh, you know, Olivia Wilde's got Book Smart, which is apparently really good, even if the trailer's... The trailer's okay. Um, and, you know, with this as well, I don't know, it, it'd be interesting. I mean, Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson's uh, on screen together again. Um, why not? I mean, I think it played festivals last year and didn't make that much of a splash, but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. No, it, it was it was horribly reviewed. But oh, was it really? Yes. What was it? Uh, Unicorn Star. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was, it was not well liked. <laughs> oh well. Uh, but I mean, I'll, but I'll, okay, I'll the amount of things, what... yeah, the amount of things that come out of festivals that are not well liked that you watch and go, "You're fine with that." You know, yeah. it, it's it's a comedy um, that is ninety odd minutes long, and it's got Samuel Jackson in it and Joan Cusack. It's also got Brie Larson in there. I'm still a bit divided on Brie Larson. I've liked it in everything apart from Room, and that was it. And I just, that's probably because I just didn't like the film. But everything else I've seen her in, I quite liked her in, apart from her own life. <laughs> I um, uh, she'll always be Envy Adams in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World for me she will always be the hot up pair in the league for me uh, by, the way, by, the way, by the way that is not me attributing the hot up pair that is literally what she is in it isn't she yeah I always kind of isn't she the she's the girlfriend or, or something in Jump Street. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's also very good in short term as well. She's very good. She's <laughs> very good in things. Yeah. Oh, that's the um the the guy directed Short Term Twelve. He's doing that Marvel um Kung Fui looking one. Oh fuck! They announced it a couple of weeks back. What the fuck's that called? Oh yeah. Um... <laughs> Because all I've got in my head is Shaq Fu, and that's not. No, it's Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Okay, I was, you know, I was kind, I was kind of half. You were there. far off, actually. Yeah, I'd have been, I'd have been so much further off. The <laughs> yeah, short term twelve was, was good, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, that'd be interesting to see that guy directs a Marvel film. But then again, I mean, like. Bowden and Fleck, Fleck had their moments in Captain Marvel. Their moments. Um, okay, cool. Uh, what else? Any, any ones the, that you guys... The Dead Don't Die, the Jim Jarmusch oh, yeah, zombie oh, uh, film. Um, yeah, this looks this it looks very much like a Jim Jarmusch zombie film, to be honest. Um, but it, it, it looks like it's going to be the most accessible Jim Jarmusch film. It looks like Bill Murray is just play acting. He's just like an old man who's dressing up like a police officer, like a five year old. <laughs> There's like it just the his body language and whatnot is just not police officer. No, um, no, no, it, yeah, it literally is. It, it's like Bill Murray goes to a but uh, like Bill Murray found a police officer's costume in his dressing room and just decided to fucking wear it. It's like Mr. Uh, Mr. Ben. Is that what that show was called? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Donna asked me if it was an April Fool's joke. Oh. <laughs> like, no, it is not. 
it's yeah. out by yeah. Zoom. Yeah, I think it looks great. I love Adam Driver. His delivery of anything is just fantastic. I love the deadpanness of him. It's interesting because he's an interesting dude because he was in the Marines and like he, he's like super super patriotic and yet he he was I don't know it, it, it it's kind of like a one of these things is not like the other because then sometimes I watch him and it's like does he know he's being funny yes like when he's yeah yeah okay as long as he does then cool. And it's not that I think he's cool. He thinks he's cool. It's just, I wonder if he thinks he's just being serious all the time. And I, I, I don't know. There's something I can't quite put on my finger on with, um, Adam driver. Um, even though I do like him. He, he is, um, he is a, he's a, he's a weird, he's not a weird dude. He's just, he's got a very much, um, I don't know how you say it. it when you work all out like like that, you think right. It's everything. Everything with him fits perfectly. And then short, you go. Oh, did you know he used to be a marine? It's like what? Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> what like Shaggy? What Shaggy? You know Shaggy? It wasn't me, Shaggy. Yeah, he used to be a marine. No. Shaggy used to be a marine. Gosh. Yeah. Right, Becky, please. It's O Carolina Shaggy. Yeah, it is O Carolina. Or Mr. Bombastic. Mr. Bombastic. Alright. Yeah, no, it looks good. It wasn't me, it was on the radio the other day, and it just, that's where my brain went. And it's also that fantastic bit in Game, o- Game Over Man where he's being forced to sing it, <laughs> and then he just gets really into it. Also, as well, I did hear one of his songs that he did with um, Sting. And I, I think that music literally is dying. Was that the day what, the music I, died? It, 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 it was. So, like, the, 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 someone once wrote, like, a piece, I think it was the New Yorker or something like that, or Rolling Stone, it might have been, that basically that proved that that there was music. And I thought you were going to say that, that it proved there was no God. No, no it, 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 it proved... It proved that, um, that, that there was a form of music and then there was David Bowie and that gave birth to music and it's a very the, the article he wrote is a very convincing <laughs> article and he's meaning not say, he's not meaning it in a serious way but he's meaning it as a very kind of like a jokey but convincing argument for how you can claim that David Bowie essentially invented music right wow. I think that the Shaggy and Sting music has now killed it and it's just slowly dying and eventually we'll all get up and Go to our Spotify or Apple Music or our vinyl or whatever and try and put it on and go, what's it doing then? And it's all because Shaggy and Sting did an album, a reggae album together. That is the reason why. Nice. That's my prediction. It's um, out in June and it's like Jim Jarmusch zombie movie in the middle of summer. Yeah. Well, or at the start of summer. Sure. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fine, but it's gonna, it's going to play like weirdly wide as well. I reckon. Yeah, it will. It will. Like, it's it's one of those ones where, like, because Donna's not into films pretty much at all, and it's like if she 
says someone on Facebook was talking about it and wondering if it was an April Fool's, then it's like, right, okay, that's actually kind of like permeated some, like, an element of the public sphere, which a lot of films don't. Yeah, I I think it's the driver and the Murray effect. I think Bill Murray just really enjoyed being in Zombieland and was like, shit, they killed me off in the first one, so I can't be in the sequel. So what other zombie movie can I be in? There's a rumour during the rounds that he's in the sequel, though. That'd be good. Nah, man, it's Brian Doyle Murray. Is it? No, I'm joking. It'd be brilliant if it was, though. Like, how (laughs) fucking niche would that be? (laughs) Who's Brian Doyle Murray? His brother. He's in Scrooged. He's in Scrooged. Hey, as what? Right, we also watched the Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, the second trailer for that, which is less kind of bombastic and cool looking, a little bit more procedural looking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It gives away, I think it gives away more of, of what the actual tone of the film is going to be. I think the criticism of the previous ones has seemed to be that it seems to be making a light of it. Yeah. Um, whereas this is a bit more... He comes across very creepy in this, and his, his sway over people is he's kind of played up as being more creepy rather than him being super charming and lovely. Yeah, I, I think that it does seem a little bit like it's a visceral reaction trailer to um, the first one. We've gone, no, it's a trailer. Wait and watch the movie. Wait. <laughs> yeah. This is um, this is Sky Cinema release over here, isn't it? It is indeed a Sky Cinema release over here. Yeah. But as with um, Sky Cinema stuff, they are going to release it theatrically as well. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, Serenity. (laughs) Ian? Yeah. The Hurricane Heist. Hurricane Heist is a classic, to be fair. It's good stuff. Never never watched Final Score either. No. I won't watch it because it contains West Ham being the hammers at London Stadium. It's like, but for a start off, not was at Upton Park. <laughs> so, so what they did was they moved stadiums, sold, allowed the stadium to literally be blown up in a movie, right? But then tried to claim that it was the new stadium that, that was in. Yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Just to confirm, that's the reason why you don't want to watch Final Score. Yeah, because it's yeah. not accurate. Yeah. That, that, unless it's West Ham, I just, I, I don't like West Ham. Yeah. But that's it. Okay. Um, if I'm going to, do you know what? If I ever was sat there and watch Final Score, do you know what I'd do in the tech? I'd just watch Sudden Death. What's that? It's the Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, the hockey movie. The hockey movie. Basically, die hard in a hockey stadium. Mm. Cracking. Good film. It is. He beats the shit out of a mascot. This is a penguin, I believe, or something. You're looking a at me like you're asking me this once. I haven't seen it. You have seen it? Oh, well, I've wiped it from my memory. Like well, then, guess what we're movie. watching this week? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, I'll watch Sudden Death. I fucking will. It's a fucking great movie. Oh, shit. Maybe we should make a commitment to talk about Sudden Death next week. Right. Oh, let, my let, God, he's Frank Shirley in Christmas Vacation. Sorry? Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. He's the boxing Christmas Vacation. Yeah, actually, is he in Scrooge? Or am I getting confused with Christmas Vacation? 
You might be getting confused with British Dedication. Yeah, yeah, I might be. What year was Scrooge made? 1988. Well, I've got back to 1989 because I got to British Dedication. Even though, I swear, like, has he got another brother? Because I swear his brother in Scrooge. Yeah, he has. He's got another brother, I'm sure he does. I I swear he's. Right, his brother in Scrooge. Oh, he's Earl Cross. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I thought it was him. Yeah, you were still right here. Hang on, so Brian Doyle Murray is. Is his brother in Scrooge? Yes. Yeah. Right, hang on. He must be way younger no. than then. Hang on. No, that doesn't look like him, though. Oh, no, this is bothering me now. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to pause this podcast while I look up the filmography of Brian Doyle Murray. I'll be <laughs> as quick as I can. <laughs> well, uh, Bex, you can talk about the JT Leroy trailer. It, it, it's not my kind of film. I won't be watching it. I, I don't. She's she's another one that I can't get my head around why people like her. Kirsten Stewart. Uh, oh well, oh that, that that surprised me. I I actually think it looks really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's because it's got Laura Dern in it, though, isn't it? Laura Dern. Yeah, it's a thing. I, I actually don't mind Kirsten Stewart. Actually, I think she's she's actually turned it quite an interesting actress. She's just a bit wooden, isn't she? But she's not actually in things. She's no. actually quite good in things. She's, yeah. she's like an opposite Mia Wazakowski. In, in, in the sense of when she's actually in things and actually has a little bit time to develop a character, she's actually really quite good. Whereas Mia Wazakowski, when she's actually in things and has time to develop a character, she's she's not. Ian, you still there? Yeah, just he's just the to dad confirm, in Scrooge. He's um, okay, so he's the dad in Scrooge. John Murray plays his brother in Scrooge. And he is his brother in real life as well. Okay, well, is is Brian Dolan replaces his dad who gives him a cut of veal gives for him the meat. Yeah. And the, yeah, says it's like a twenty dollar value or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We've solved that mystery. Um, All right, cool. I'll give JT Leroy a go. I won't go to the cinema to see it. I'll wait till it comes on something. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that, 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 that's fair. Ian, have you watched the final trailer for Pet Cemetery? No, of course I haven't. I'm going to I'm going to see Pet Cemetery tomorrow after work because I, I hate myself. Um, but no, no, I don't need to see. Literally, I'm going to be the entire sequence where the tragic incident happens. I'm probably going to be covering my eyes. I'm really not looking forward to that film. That bit of that film, or any of it. That film, like it, just like it. I mean, the, the marketing is very, very effective. It looks, it just looks off, but like, p- like in a good horror film way. Like, there's just something not right about it. Like, it's making you feel and, uncomfortable. Yeah, it looks really off kilter, doesn't it? I, I love it. I think it looks fantastic. The, the new trailer, the final trailer for it, looks really fucking creepy. I am well excited. And it it, it it kind of seems like, judging from the early word, that it's either you'll be really into it or you'll laugh at it. So I'm kind of in... I, I am intrigued and I'm a little bit worried about going to see it at like 20 past six in the evening on opening day because it'll probably be quite busy. And I don't really want to be swayed by other people around me. But I'm susceptible like that because I'm a fucking lemming. Um <laughs> 
No, no, I, I, I haven't seen the final trailer. I don't need to see anything. It's just like it's. I'm gonna have a fucking re- miserable hour and forty minutes. You might love but it. Will the film be shit or good? No, no. I mean, like the film might be good, but it's still gonna be miserable. No, I'm, I'm excited. I like I like the original film adaptation of Pet Cemetery, but I, I will happily admit it is very dated, and they can do more. They can do more to make it look good now than they could then. I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm glad that they've changed elements of the story. Um, I don't like when when filmmakers slavishly try and stick to uh, the exact plot beats of a of a book to the detriment of the movie and it sounds like the bits that they've changed will make it different enough that it's something new rather than just retreading the old ground I've I've never seen the original haven't you um, no I've been I've been tempted to because it's on 4k on disc and on iTunes but which is the only way to really convince me to watch films at this point it seems um but I don't know, like, it just, the subject matter, like, it just weirds me out. It's not something I would actively seek out at this stage of my life. But I, I understand, like, you've got an affinity for King anyway. And, yeah, I, absolutely 100% fair enough. You do you. It just, it, it's not, it's not something I particularly go to. But I will be honest, I'm really looking forward to covering a film that you're really, really pumped for, Becky, because it feels like it's been a while. So... <laughs> Yeah, they need new yeah. Mission Impossible films to come out, don't they? Uh, <laughs> well, have you have you guys got much interest in the Sisters Brothers? Yes. What? Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Hang on, I that do. That rings a bell. What's that one? Yeah, it's the Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley as brothers. That are the Sisters Brothers. The Sisters Brothers. Oh yeah, this was really good. I feel like we. Th- there's been. <clears throat> News filtered out about this one for like years, and we're still waiting for it. Okay, put back and put back. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's already been out in the US and bombed. Um, It it comes out over here this weekend. It's playing Cinewell Cardiff. I want to see if it's playing the View in York because I think we should double review it next week. Two times. Have to do that. Let's see. Let's see. There's a lot of me on my phone today. Sorry. Um. I'm excited for Pet Cemetery because it's it looks... not playing View, but it is playing City Screen and Everyman. Can you get to it? We might be able to see what. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Bax, you were saying. Yeah, sorry. I was just, I'm excited for Pet Cemetery because it it actually looks scary, which I think because because we watch a lot of horror. I mean, we all watch a fair amount of horror you kind of get you kind of get used to it and you get a little bit desensitised to it and us that we that we reviewed is obviously it's creepy but it's not out and out scary this looks scary yeah 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 it does I am, I am really fucking excited for it and the the um, obviously you've not got anything in the original or in the book about trails of kids walking through the forest with animal masks on or anything like that. That's really good creepy imagery that they've added into there. And I don't know whether it's going to be that it's an active pet cemetery that the kids are still using or whether these are like supposed to be 
images of the previous kids that have buried their animals there or, or whatever, but I'm just really, really interested to see where they take it. Cool. Nice. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that's a review no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, cool. I think she'd, she'd be a death if I said that or not. I literally would, Even though, with your own leg. Um, Shazam's out this week as well. I mean, I've already... Yeah, that's a busy, it's a busy big week, isn't it? <laughs> um, I mean, I've I've already seen it. I mean, I I can talk about it in what we watched. If you guys are thinking you might not get to it, we'll see how we get on. Uh, okay, that kind well, of means sorry. that Ian can't talk about it tonight. I I could probably give my general impressions, and then if um, I'd say like, we're more guys... likely to get to Shazam than we are to the Sisters Brothers, are we? Just given where it's showing. No, we can get to this as well. Okay. What would you rather see, Becky? Um, either of them two, to be honest. But I think I think you've just found somewhere where we can get to the Sisters Brothers showing. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe all three. Let's just let's just play it by ear. All right, I might, I might, I might talk about Shazam tonight anyway, just in case. Because to be honest, I watched it literally a week ago, and like I'm kind of starting to fade on it. And then <laughs> if we want to review it next week, then you guys can do the bulk. Okay. Oh, we, Does that yeah. sound all right? Yeah, we can just put it in our what we've been watching. Just uh, no. no spoilers. Oh no, no, no. I mean, we we could do. A, I mean, we could do a full review. It's no, bo- it's no bother at all, right? Um, ah, right. Okay, thanks, Mark. Um, yeah. Um, even though we wanted to talk about Lords of Chaos as well, didn't we? So, fuck. Yeah, we, we have, we have, we've got a lot we could cover in the next few weeks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe we put it out to a... I'll tell you what. I might do a live Twitter poll. If I was to say two of... No, well, Pet Cemetery, and then one of Shazam, Sisters Brothers, Lords of Chaos. Yeah. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Okay. Because what is it out on Friday? Yeah. That Unicorn Star. We'll be able to watch that as well. What is that? Is that out of the Netflix? Netflix. We literally had a conversation about it. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, big ones, Joker. Yes. Let's, let's 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 do this, guys. What are we thinking? Um. Yeah. yeah it, well, it it looks it looks like. King of Comedy and Taxi Driver have inspired a comic book movie. They've taken a one of for, for me anyway, uh, one of comics' um, most interesting characters um, and yeah. set him in a, a perfect setting for him. Uh, it's it's fantastic. I think also as well, in a weird way. Um, Seeing De Niro there, kind of, uh, especially with how you see him in the trailer, yeah. is very reminiscent of King of Comedy. Yeah. Um, it, 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 that feels purposeful. Um, I like the fact that it's a very, very divisive director. Um, but So you've got a divisive director, an actor that everybody universally admires, I think it, it would be accurate there. And it's it all feels like it's got this it, it it's it's lined up to be something really quite special that I think a lot of people won't get, which I think is makes more sense. 
I like there are a lot of comic book movies. Obviously, there's a suspension of disbelief about the world. Like the world is a comic book movie world. Mm. Whereas this is just it looks very gritty and very um, just just very real world. And then he becomes who he is as a result of the cruelty within that world. Yeah, well, I think it's it, I think the idea of it is it's supposed to be a it's not it's not a superhero movie. No, no. It, 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 it's just a comic book movie about somebody who has no he has no superpowers or anything like that. You know, the, that that's always been the thing about both. The Joker and Batman. Yeah. Batman has no superpowers. He's just really, really fucking rich. No, and I and I get that. But even with like Batman movies, they're set in Gotham. There's a certain sheen. It it feels slightly like our world, but different. Whereas this just feels like it could be like New York. Mm. Well, that's the that, that's the idea. Is that the setting is is supposed to seem like New York. It's the whole. That's where I think all the world attacks and vibe fits into. Yeah. It's very. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a hell of a thriller. I don't know whether I, I... I feel like I might end up coming out of this movie feeling a bit sorry for the Joker. I don't know whether that's where <laughs> I want to be with it. But I, 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 I think that's a... I think that's going to be something... I mean, there's already criticism about the, the trailer for this, with him seeming like a bit of an anti-hero. Um, but it's a bit like a... Do you know what? Take from it what you fucking will. Just like a guy who wants to sorry, Ian. I was just going to say, he's going to do something fucking abhorrent in the third act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, 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 it's going to be... I love the fact that, that, that already they're saying this is, a, this is a standalone movie. This isn't a... It's not tied into... It's not a franchise know. picture. It's not... Yeah. We're not trying to do a series of... A, this is this is its movie. And I, I, I do hope they stick to that. I hope it is... Black. And it's like... Wow, having the freedom to be able to do something where you can go, we can do. We, we, we've got two and a half hours to tell a story. We don't have to then spend thirty minutes of that telling the next two stories. Yeah, absolutely. It looks fucking ace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited for this. I mean, it. I just wintry New York man being beaten up by life is my jam like I'm, I mean it looks like New York anyway yeah. uh, um, and just uh, like him kind of dancing on those steps oh god yeah that's like, brilliant I want to know what the fuck is going on there um, and yeah I don't know it just it looks like the most just the most audaciously experimental 60 million dollar film ever made because I was thinking I was just going to say that I was thinking all about something like Jupiter Ascending which is just mental and costs more but at least that had kind of like I don't know like bankable elements like lots of CG and Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis with this you've got a, a lot of people have said it on Twitter already what looks like could be a fucking prequel to you were never really here um, <laughs> yeah you know but with the Joker um, I mean the I love the way that they saved the DC logo for the very end as well where it's like it's almost like you see Joker and then people are like 
what the Joker, and then it comes up with DC in the end to go, yes, the Joker. <laughs> um, it, I just, I love every single fucking thing about this tra- this trailer teaser, whatever. Every single fucking thing. Um, I mean, already it's going to look like the shit in 4K. And I really hope it keeps this aspect ratio as well. I just want to say, I want flat. I don't want scope for this. I want flat. I want nice and squarey rectangle. If anything, I want academy ratio. I want this 1.33 to 1. I want a boxy-looking, $60 million budgeted Joker film that's a You Were Never Really Here prequel. That's what I fucking want. I, I think you might be getting that. Can't fucking wait. It's 2.39. Fuck. It is an Atmos, though. Well, that's something. I mean, hopefully the fucking screams of abhorrent pain in the third act will bounce off my ceiling. And it's a 4K master. Oh, no. Ooh, is that on IMDb? Yeah. 4K master. Well, that, that, that means there's not going to be an awful lot of visual effects. Yeah, they'll do what they... Like... There's not that many native 4K big CG films. Not ones that are budgeted at $60 million even. Like, I, The Crimes of Grindelwald is real 4K, but that thing also costs like $200 million, so fair enough. This thing is going to be low-key as shit. If there was going to be any real action in it, it would have been in the fucking teaser. This is going to be nasty. It's going to be 15 slash 18 rated. It will make its money back. Maybe it will do more. But if it doesn't, fuck it. And who knows, it could get some Oscar nominations. I would fucking love for Todd Phillips to get another another Oscar nomination. I would love Joaquin Phoenix getting a nomination for The Joker. I'd love that as well because because it will piss him off. Yeah, because he hates it. <laughs> mm. How many times has he been nominated so far? Three, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three times he's been nominated. Oh, good fun. Right? Good fun. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It just... I Fucking... I can't believe that film's getting made. I mean, God bless Logan... Because if Logan yeah. wasn't made, this oh, oh Logan wasn't successful, this wouldn't be fucking happening. That's true, yeah. And I think it's really interesting as well that they didn't say from executive producer Martin Scorsese. I, I, I'm not sure he is anymore. Can I just say, actually, I, I would argue, actually, I think you can go further back than Logan and say without Deadpool, Logan doesn't get made. Because hmm. it, 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 it brought it out to sense people... Right, you can make you can make a comic movie that isn't R that is, that is R-rated. It's still going to make money. I don't think it's even that though, because that's not it's not a serious movie. It's the tone. Well, the tone. I, I can agree with that, and I can see yeah. But then I, I think I again, see. you could take that back further to the Nolan Batman movies because they were very serious comic. But movies. they were all very. They were the Nolan were fifteen. Right? No, I'm saying it's, 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 I don't think you get without yes without Logan you don't get we don't get Joker. And I think without Deadpool you don't get Logan. I mean, and and this is the thing with it being sixty million dollars, it means it can be rated R quite comfortably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, 
And, you know, I mean, like, fuck, man. A DC film with the Joker as the main character. I mean, it would have to be an absolute fucking disaster if it doesn't do 200 million worldwide. And if it does 200 million worldwide, that thing's in the black. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it would have to... It would have to do so fucking bad to not do 200 million worldwide for that film. Yeah, it's going to make money. But it is going to make 500 million, I don't think. Like DC's in such an interesting position because, like, I mean, like February, I think you got Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which the more I say that title, the more I like it just <laughs> because it's nice to say. Um, you know, and like Ewan McGregor's the bad guy in that. It's like, yeah, fuck it, go on then, have Ewan McGregor be the bad guy in a DC film, why not? Um, yeah, it just. You know, Suicide Squad 2, directed by James Gunn. Oh, Jai Courtney's back, it's been announced this week. Yep. So, Captain Boomerang. I'll have some more of Captain Boomerang. Um, Jared Leto's mine, it, isn't he? No, it's, it, it, it's different casts, but some of the people are the same. Is Suicide Squad 2? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's called The Suicide Squad. All oh, right, okay. So, it's a reboot of a film it's that was a, made It's what they call a soft reboot. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yes. But um I, I don't know, it just it seems like I mean I'm not I'm not gonna say oh shit now Marvel is shit and DC are good. It's no, Marvel are good and it looks like DC's doing some interesting shit. And that's great. Let's just have more good things. Or not. Yes, I agree with that. I like okay. good things. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I think I think now uh, okay. they've given up on this whole oh my god we need to build the universe look what Marvel are doing. It, they can make the free, they're freer to make more interesting stuff. They've got bad guys are more interesting than good guys anyway, and especially within the, sort of the DC universe thing. Obviously, Thanos is Thanos, but he's just a big purple chunk who wants to kill half the population whereas the good guys are more interested in the Marvel Universe, the bad guys are more interested in the, yeah, in the DC Universe and you can't build a cinematic universe around bad guys necessarily so I think the fact that they've kind of gone, do you know what let's put this idea on ice um, it, it, it's, it's, it's given them it's given them the freedom to make the movies about the bad guys yes brilliant uh, Fucking hell, cinema's... Like, mainstream cinema is in a interesting place at the moment. I don't know, it just... It, it seems like there's some cool, interesting shit coming from a lot of areas. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's... I, I, I feel positive. I feel good. It is. The, the, the sheer level of quality of stuff we're getting nowadays being released basically almost every week um, in cinemas it is so much higher than if you say 10, 12 years ago yeah 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 cool okay so let's uh, let's move on um, let's do let's do the dirt first um, so now this is your first real tour right I want you to be careful have fun 
but no one to say when. There's a life full of booze, drugs, and unprotected sex is only going to fuck you up, man. I mean, you take it too far, and you'll go fucking mad. Oh. Give me a straw, I'll fancy a bump. All right, we're all out of blow, dude. Yeah, we're out. I said I want a bump. Straw, please. Dirt is directed by Jeff Tremaine and stars... Um, people. A man who apparently is called Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. Um, you got Douglas Booth. Good old Dougie um, Booth. Old, old, old Dougie B himself. Um... And, you know, you've got some others. You've got some others. You've got that Pete Davison guy who people were really worried about him killing himself and then a couple of months later are laughing at the fact that him and Kate Beckinsale are together because people are horrible. <laughs> um, so, The Dirt is a biopic of Motley Crue. Um, it centres around Nicky Six, played by old Dougie B himself. Um, who essentially forms a band and then uh, gets hooked on that lady, that mysterious lady who uh, gives him all the highs and is always there when he needs her. And that lady is called Heroin. Um, You don't want none of this shit. Um, So, (laughs) the dirt. Yeah, um, I'm I'm over a week removed from this now, so um, let's see how much I've got to say. But first, let's see what Becky's got to say. Um, I honestly, I was a bit, I was a bit dubious when it was sort of, oh, let's watch this trailer for this movie about Motley Crue, and I was like, Motley Crue, what? That's the band that's featured heavily in Hot Tub Time Machine. That is literally all that I know about them. <laughs> um, but yeah, the trailer was great and it looked it looked fun but also like it was doing a thing and obviously music biopics are a, a bit of a having a bit of a renaissance at the moment aren't they with the that were the one that shall not be named from last year and uh, rocket man coming out this year as well so um i i honestly really love this and I'm, I'm i'm gonna go on spotify and find that this is motley Crue playlist and listen to some of their music because i never have before but it all they're, they're from one of those bands where you'll probably start listening to it and go, ooh, and I know like, that. You, 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 I know you, you just that. don't yeah. know it's Motley Group. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, like I said previously, all I knew about them was that the that Tommy Lee married Pamela Anderson and that they're really heavily featured in Hot Time Machine. So um, it was really interesting for me because I think if you come in at it knowing a lot about the band, you might be a bit like, oh, that's enough. That's inaccurate. You can pick it apart, can't you? But not knowing anything about them as people or a band, it was it it, it allowed you to watch it more as just entertainment. I re- I really really love this movie. I would have watched this in the cinema. Huh? Ace. Yeah. What? Um. I I I, I know probably a little bit more what the crew have using as you know. Barely anything. Barely anything. Yeah. So, uh, they're not... They're not a, I know that Nicky Six isn't as pretty as the boy that played him in the movie. No. Um, they're a... 
a band that I don't necessarily put on, but if somebody else put them on, I wouldn't be there going. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's that. Uh, I, I was really quite interested in this because I, I I read the book some years ago, something um, had come out, uh, and enjoyed it, but don't, I remember bits of it rather than the loads of it. I didn't get that invested in it. Uh, I'm going to read it again actually after seeing this stuff. Uh, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I, it felt like the. It, it felt like the kind of like the, the Motley Crew movie we needed a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um, like there's, I know there's some criticism saying it doesn't delve deep enough into some of the more unpleasantness of, of, of the band that they, they were quite open in, in admitting to. And it, it feel a little bit more like, do you know what? That, do we need that? It's fine that they, they're not painting themselves as angels no. or as people that you should. That's right. I mean, they're saying, "Look, we were fucking idiots. We were dumb. We were stupid, and we did this, this, and this." Um, but also, it allows you to do that in a, a fun way. But it has a very clear moment in it. Where it's it's in a similar way to um, Wolf Wall Street, for instance, a movie that gets criticised for glorifying, yeah, um, you know, that lifestyle, and it, it's a bit like. Hang on a minute. Are you watching the movie? He ends yeah. up owing four hundred million dollars, can't see his kids, and is basically financial poison. Yeah, there is a bit like a section in the middle where it goes right. We're going to get this shit serious shit out of the yeah. way, and then, but then we're going to get back to the fun stuff. Also, with this, it, it, it has a very a very specific moment where it goes. You're having fun. You're having fun. You're having fun. He's just punched a woman in the face for insulting his yeah. mother, right? And it literally is that moment where it goes from there. It's That's where everything starts to go down, where they're yeah. basically saying, yeah, fun, 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 Ozzy Osbourne, Licky Pacer, oh, fun, 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 fun. No, stop having fun, dickheads. Yeah. I think what was quite good about that bit as well was the rest of the band's reaction was the same as your reaction at home. They all just kind of go, <gasps> and kind of pause. Yeah, but also, I, I, it, almost, it's like, Within the world of the film, I'm going to say this, his reaction to it is almost of a, as an active performance, it, he's very much playing it as, oh yeah, shit, what the fuck have I just done? Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. And it's it, it's almost, it, it, it's a, there's an acknowledgement from them that, 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 that they thought they were just having fun, they didn't realise that they, that they were actually dickheads. Yeah. Just back to sort of the, the sort of the framing of, of how the film goes through. I really like the way that they do it as kind of they all narrate sections. Yeah, and, and the fourth wall break. What, what, yeah, what, what, what did you think it? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I I, I I liked it. I mean, I think it's pretty fucking like the the moment he did that kind of like monologue about getting addicted to heroin. It was like, oh god, yeah, we're going to do that then, are we? Um, but I, I think it, I think it helps not knowing much because, like, what happened to Vince Neil's daughter? Didn't see that coming. No, like that was fucking horrible. And I, I actually thought it was played really well as well. Like the um, the guy who played Vince Neil, I, I, I thought he really sold that and just kind of like the the depression he was in around that. Um, and I, I. I I do think it gave more kind of three dimensionality to the characters than I was kind of expecting. Um, 
even though I, I thought it kind of, it did let Tommy Lee get away with it a little bit. I mean, yes, in the moment, everyone was surprised by that. Um, but it, it, it kind of seemed, you know, this was a film that was produced by Motley Crue. So this is a film that's produced by Motley Crue. Um, that's the thing. I mean, it would have been good if it was a bit more biting. But I can, I can, I can is... see, I can see the, the you thinking with with that certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but I mean, the, the 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 day in the life of Tommy Lee was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that bit was really good, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I just like I like the whole kind of setting up the um the handcuff to the bed and like how why that actually is by the end of it i thought that was fantastic yeah. um yeah i it, it's i mean uh, do i prefer this or bohemian rhapsody i would much rather i i would watch this again i wouldn't much rather anything about it i would watch this again bohemian rhapsody i doubt i'll ever see again in my life unless it's your tortured clockwork orange styling well, I mean, if Dexter Fletcher, like, did a kind of a toe for grace and just re-edited the whole fucking thing, um, then maybe I'd... No, if toe for grace released the cut of Bohemian Rhapsody, I'd be up for watching it. Um, if anyone doesn't know what I'm referring to there, like, one of toe for grace's hobbies is just to, like, cut together random edits and random trailers of films. Yep. Uh, which is which is incredible. Which which um, which weirdly the, the story of that it, it comes from uh, working on Black Klansman, where he felt so uncomfortable dealing with the playing David Duke that that's what he'd do in his trailer when he learned how to edit things, and that's now what he just does. But I mean, yeah, like oh God, he he's done some version of Star Wars. Yeah, he has. Which is apparently incredible, and it's like okay, yeah, I kind of wish I was living Toe for Grace's life. Tangent: Toe for Grace seems to just do what he wants to do in terms of acting, and then it's like, is he just living off that that seventies show's royalties, so he can kind of just pick and choose, and then just spend the rest of his life doing what he wants? Uh, I think it basically is Toe for Grace is doing a similar thing to like Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood, and going, do you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I, can I, I, I've got. I've got enough money that I need right now. I'm just gonna be. I'm fine. Yeah. All, all, all the respects in the world for that. But um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's good fun. It's serious where it needs to be. I like I say. I wish it was a bit more biting. But I think the performances are decent. Um, and yeah. I mean it. it it feels like the kind of film that the director of the Jackass films should be making, but I wish, if anything, it was even more Jackassy. Yeah, I, I can I can see what you mean there. It is. It, it, there could have been a little bit more ridiculousness to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think they did a really good job of aging them up as well to cover the span of of what was covered by the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all look more haggard by the end of yeah. it, for sure. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's a point where literally Nikki Six looks great. Yeah, I could have lived without his soul patch, though. Yeah, but that's, he has that in real yeah, life. I know, I know it, it, it's terrible. It's, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. Um. 
and um, Home Sweet Home. They should have they should have had some something where they were performing. It, it did seem a little bit like like, like they were building to that. Like, like, like did they do it, it? It it seemed to have almost a lack of actual music in it. Yeah, maybe there's a rights issue. Not there wasn't a rights issue because they <laughs> produced the movie and they own the rights to their own song. They were very clear on making that a, a point in the film <laughs> yeah. that that. They own the rights to their own songs. Even the Beatles don't do that. Yeah, true. It did feel a little I, bit like... Sorry, on. I think it's maybe an acknowledgement that they know that they probably have only made a few songs that are kind of remembered now. Uh, but yeah, um, that, that are bankable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but they, could have, least they could have ended it with either the actors doing a performance of that probably like one of their best known songs now there's a possibility that the band that the acts have created was crap <laughs> there is that possibility that yeah or finish it with a, with a showing of a live recording of yeah them. like we said that they should have done with the biopic that Sean really named yes indeed any more for any more I, no, I, I think I'm done. I think, yeah, I think I, I, it, it, it's it's a Motley Crue biopic. It's, it's fun music <laughs> biopic. There's not too much you can really say about it's it. It's not. It, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, I think there is that section there where his kid dies and Nicky Six days and and the the, 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 the the car accident I thought was really, yeah. really well done. And that's the oh god yeah where it pans to him and he's fine just with his head in his lap and then it sort of pans back and it's clear that he's just hallucinating and his face all popped up and he's dead. Yeah, but Danny Webber I thought was was very good in that performance yeah. of that. I thought he. There is seriousness in it. There is, but it's yeah. just a motley crew movie. <laughs> Damning the same right? No, I'm not actually. I'm saying that it, it, it feels right for for, for that band. Yeah. That movie feels right for that band. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think a one-line one, line review is it's better than you'd expect a biopic about Motley Crue to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's like, if you don't like the music of Motley Crue, you won't like this. You just won't. So don't watch it. I don't know, because, like, I mean, like, if you actively dislike yeah. the music of Motley Crue, yeah, fine. But if you just don't really know it, and you, you could even watch it and pretend it's a fictional band, it doesn't matter, really, that... You don't have to have a knowledge of the band to enjoy it. No, I'd agree with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. I, it just, I don't know, I was expecting Tim Meadows to pop up at some point and say, you don't want any of this shit, man. Say what? Like, you went then? I, I was just saying, like, I, I was expecting you don't want any of this shit from Walk Hard to pop up at some point. Um, <laughs> it's... You know, uh, but no, I mean it's it, it's fun. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'd say it's definitely not shit. Um, it's just it, it's I, I don't expect it's a film that will ever ever come up in conversation again. Uh, well, I, no, I'm, I'm definitely not shit on it. Um, yeah, definitely. Not shit. Yeah, absolutely. And our, our audience poll actually was uh, definitely not shit. Sixty-seven percent, touching cloth, eleven percent, and shit, twenty-two percent, which leaves zero for Geostar. I'm a bit surprised there wasn't a Geostorm call for this one, to be honest. I don't think it's quite a Geostorm film. I, I, I don't know. I could see yeah. it so bad. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Sure I, I wouldn't agree with it, but I could see someone going, oh, do you know what? It's, it's daft and it's campy and it's, you know, it's, it's 
dumb and it's flimsy, but it's fun. Mm. But no one else, so that's yeah, redundant. Yeah, here it is. Look at that. Aww. Aww. You just booped me. Yeah. Okay, so um, after the booping, let's move on to. Just to uh, clarify, booping's not anything dirty, it's just only. No, it's just me on the end popping of the nose. On the nose. Yeah. It's just popping on the nose. It's a universal thing, though, Rebecca. Okay. It's a universal thing. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay, so after the savage beating uh, between husband and wife, which ended in a score draw... <laughs> There's been another filling station for 160 miles, you know? You never saw a blue sedan with black tires. Nope. Two men and a woman headed northbound. If it's Bonnie and Clyde you're looking for, you didn't see him. And if I did, all the luck to him. They only take him from the banks or take him from the poor folk, like me. told you all I'm going to tell you about Bonnie and Clyde. There's a peace officer died in a puddle himself back in Dallas. He was trying to get the shells out of his pockets when his head was blown off Easter Sunday morning. Moving on to The Highwayman, which is directed by John Lee Hancock. And stars um, Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, Kathy Bates for some reason, John Carroll Lynch, um, that kid who was in Me and Earl and Dining Girl and Kong Skull Island, whose name I can't remember, but I think his first name is Thomas. Thomas Mann. Thomas Mann. There you go. It's a very generic name, isn't it? Thomas Mann. <laughs> Tom Mann. Uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. God, that's generic. Um, so. His middle name is Randall. Tom Randall, man. Thomas Randall, man, Jr. Wow. Tom Randall, man, Jr. So that that, that makes it even worse. <laughs> I don't know. Tom Randallman. Tom the Randall, Tom man. Randall Tom the Randall, man, Jr. Tom Randall, man. Kind of sounds like a wrestler with a really <laughs> awful nickname. Yeah. Tom the Randall, man, Jr. <laughs> impressive the um the guy does let's get ready to rumble has a cameo in dumbo he <laughs> says he literally says let's get ready for dumbo really? i'm not joking no you're not yeah. joking no oh i am glad we didn't say this <laughs> it's fucking incredible anyway um i'll talk about dumbo later um yeah the highwayman it's the story of Bonnie and Clyde, except told from the perspective of the lawmen um, assigned to nab them. Uh, and those men are Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. 
Um, and it basically details how they... It's quite procedural. It kind of talks about how they, they track them down and the, the kind of the battles they had with um, the younger law enforcement agents in, in trying to be taken seriously. And, yeah, directed by The Blind Side's John Lee Hancock, Netflix original. Uh, Mark, what do you think? I, I, I really enjoyed it in the sense of it's... It's very by the numbers um, in terms of it's just telling a story. It's not trying to do anything sort of out there stylistically or anything like that. But I, I kind of feel like it's quite a that kind of makes sense in a way. You know, we've we've, we've had a a stylized um, telling of, of Bonnie and Clyde. We had it in what nineteen sixty seven was it? I believe. Um, you know, so we've we've had that uh, there, and so this now more tells a a less popcorn, less pop culturey uh, telling of, of Bonnie and Clyde and paints them as being the quite unpleasant characters they they yeah. were, um, and you've almost got the that the idea was you know we need to send monsters to find monsters essentially is the whole idea, but a more real world um, telling of that uh, and it's elevated by the fact that Kevin Costner and, and Woody Harrelson are both very very good actors and are very very good in this uh, so yeah I, I really quite enjoyed it I, I, I was worried that for, for, that um, it being two hours plus but that's a there's a lot going on there um, and so I, I I was worried that that would feel that length and it was one of those movies that for me I was aware that it was a long movie but I was I was invested enough in spending my time with it that it never felt it never felt like it was going on for too long I, I, I actually I, I really quite enjoyed it it's not it's not like troubling my end of year list or anything like that but I think when a movie like this goes straight to Netflix you start to worry and thinking right why it, 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 I think there's still a bit of a stigma to it where you think is there something is there a reason why this is you know there and it's not it's just that you know Netflix are getting very good movies now and I think that's what, what this is yeah absolutely I mean it's Bonnie and Clyde more as a concept than as actual people are they're, they're glorified they just are as as celebrity you know, outlaws essentially, and it's it's nice to see it from from the point of view of the lawmen that were trying to find them and decipher their clues and work out their systems. And you know, it, there's it, it's got a fairly not slow pace to it, but it a lot of the time is kind of spent on the road, and I think that's it, it's good because it kind of gives you the feeling of took a long time for them to catch these guys and they did have to do a lot of legwork and and um, you know just just kind of go through the motions but and follow them around until they got close enough to eventually find them and didn't really by, by following the same plan as the the, the the main sort of police force were, were following they didn't get them they had to go outside the box and go to you know Force them to go somewhere off their usual route and then work out where that was. Um, 
so yeah, it was. I thought it was really interesting the the way that it showed how they eventually tracked him down and stuff. I didn't. I did not like the bit. I like. I was watching the bit at the end where they're dragging the car yeah. on the back of the tow truck through the streets and everyone's mobbing it. I was like, nah, they wouldn't have done that. And then they showed the actual footage of them yeah. doing just yeah. that, and it was yeah. mental. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's one of the most interesting aspects about the film. I, mean, I, I kind of thought it got better as it went along, mm. if anything. Um, you know, the initial kind of, we're going to hire these guys and nobody really likes them. You know, the whole kind of first half where it's like they're get, kind of getting fucked over and then they start kind of proving themselves kind of thing felt quite generic. But I thought once it was established that, no, these guys are still pretty fucking badass. They do regret stuff from the past but they know that this is something that they have to do and then that third act where it's almost at points fucking mournful about the fact that they're killing these people not because of like they were behind Bonnie and Clyde like loads of people are were, were in real life I mean the, those stats at the end about the attendance of the funerals is fucking mental yeah, yeah it is um, like and I mean I'd, I'd like to think that these days that wouldn't happen, but I don't know. Lord knows. All right, sorry, just a sec. Lossie's saying night. Hey, Ross, can I get one line on what you thought about Dumbo? It was funny and, and it was it was funny. It was a bit sad. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you, baby. That's, yeah. Kind of summed it up actually. Uh, a little baby Welsh accent is so cute. Oh well, thank you. Um, <laughs> right, um, I'm just gonna pop downstairs. Um, love you, monkey. So, um, bum, bum, bum. yeah, like the the funeral, the numbers, just mental, and just the fact that it was mournful about the fact that it's two human beings dying. Yeah. Um, I, I I think that that's uh, sorry. I just got to turn this TV off as well. Um, I, I I thought I, I didn't expect it to go in that direction. I kind of thought it made the film more interesting than it was kind of setting itself up to be. Um, it humanizes I, it them just, while still portraying them as the bad guys that they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, that's exactly it. That's a really good um, way of summing it up. Um, I can't say I was, like, impressed by the film, but I thought it, it was definitely more interesting than I expected it to be, and I can kind of see why Costner and Harrison would have been um, kind of driven to it. Yeah, I think that's actually... That's, that's a really a good way to describe it, I think, there. Yeah, sorry. It is, uh, it, 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 it's not... It's not an impressive film in that, in that, and not mean that in a negative way, but it's a very interesting film. Yeah. That was it. That's all you got to say. That's all I was coming up. You interrupted Ian just for that, that one. No, I was thinking it's a bit of a fight there. He's still there, Ian. Ian may have gone. Where have you gone, Ian? You see him. I can neither confirm nor deny if I was just peeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that's pretty good. It's you get drawn into the. Um, I think their journey and there's a 
there are some standout scenes within the movie, I would say, for sure. Yeah. Um, that that final shootout scene is quite hard to watch, to be honest. It, it's more brutal than I expected yeah. to be, yeah. I, I, also, I, I thought... Um, I'm ever so sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have just said I'm going to take a break for a couple of minutes because I'm making so much noise. Hang on. Um, and also, Harrelson uh, recounting the the story when the kid asks him asks him a question that is a little bit insensitive, but Harrelson's character can see why he's asked it. Um, and then he recounts an entire story of basically saying, "Look." We, where what he's doing there is he's not telling a war story or anything like that. He's basically he's picked up on the fact that these guys are all sat around and they they don't know what they're about to do. They they, they haven't come to terms with the what is about to happen. They're not going to arrest somebody or what is it? They're going to kill two people. This isn't a that is what's happening. That is what's going to happen. And he's almost saying this, saying, look, we've done this before. This is what you need to expect by telling this story of this is this is what we do, unfortunately. But it isn't what you do. Yeah. And it's it, it, it's a very... Harrelson's great at that. He's great at conveying an empathy and an understanding whilst also not over overdoing it. He's a bit broken man in this, isn't he? I do love it. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's the broken man. I, I don't. I don't. I think you can confuse because what Costa's been broken man. I don't think Costa is a broken man. At no, all. he's just living as is. He, he, he's just very aware of what he's good at. Yeah. Uh, whereas oh, Harrelson, he's, Harrelson's the broken character of Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. I mean, I think I find Kevin Costner a bit. Milk toast, like it just. I don't think I've ever. I, I like Kevin Costner, but I've never seen something where he's really wowed me. Have you seen the Postman yet? Well, have you seen the classic film Waterworld? I have seen classic film Waterworld. Is that its title? It's just classic film Waterworld. Yeah, it's, it's been extended since it got classic status. But I mean, it's just it's. God. Like, could you imagine anyone giving an actor of the stature of, of Kevin Costner these days the money to make something like The Postman? It's like John Travolta with Battlefield Earth. There was just a <laughs> weird few years there. I like. I I I I, I, I genuinely really like The Postman. I like the fact that it's yeah, three hours know. long. Yeah. The Postman's three hours long. I like Robin and Prince of Thieves, though, for all its failings, so you can't fit my opinion on Kevin Costner at all. I like the fact that Kevin Costner spent years, years preparing and doing loads of research and everything and casting and making a Wyatt Earp movie for fucking Kurt Russell's release from the same fucking year that's loved there. Yeah, yeah, that, there is that. In, in The Postman, do, does he say anything like, package delivered, motherfucker? Uh, almost, actually, yeah. Oh, does he really? He, yeah, kind of, yeah, he does. I don't uh, think he goes... Wait, Ian, genuinely, have you never seen the first one? I mean, t- to be fair, I don't think that that question should be phrased with such incredulity. <laughs> I, I think if you were to ask 
you know, most people, even most film-loving people, whether they've ever watched The Postman. Isn't it three hours long? Yes, it's three hours long. It's also got Tom Petty in it playing the mayor of Bridge City, which is literally a city on a bridge, and he's playing Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Tom Petty. Yeah, you need to watch it. And uh, Will, Will Patton's the evil guy. I, 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 I tell you what, let's double bill Mortal Engines <laughs> and The Postman one day. We should. Just because, like, Bridge City is a city on a bridge. London in Mortal Engines is literally on wheels. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what uh, Will Patton's character's called? Because Karen Costa's character is literally called The Postman. Uh, oh, Will Patton's character is called General Bethlehem. Excellent. Um, just going back to the Dead, the Dead Don't Die trailer. The RZA wearing a cap that says Woo PS. <laughs> yeah. Gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that literally is. Could you take your hat off? Nah. <laughs> okay. I think it, I think it was literally. I will be in this film if I can play a Woo PS delivery driver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, you have to watch the first one. Here. It is three hours long. Right, fucking right. Is it on iTunes? It, it fucking better be. Otherwise, I'm writing to Tim Apple. Field of Dreams as well, that's a fucking good film. Fucking hell, it is as well. Oh, the post on iTunes! Nice. That's getting bought. <laughs> Two hours fifty seconds. <laughs> Can I say as well, I haven't seen the postman once, twice, or three times. I have seen it, I think, at least five times. Can I just point out as well with you, with your Costner Bashi? Who's Costner Bashi? I'm not backing Costner. JFK's really. I'm, good. I'm not Costner bashing, I'm just Costner metting. JFK, I think, is a good point. JFK's good. So, so, so Spielberg. Oh, JFK's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Untouchables. That's got that's got oh. lots of space in it, hasn't it? I tell you what, the 99p rental of the week on iTunes is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I'm just throwing it out there. I, 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 I hope we, we own it. We bought it on a, when they had that mad deal thing. Oh, when they had that 299 thing, and you've not seen it yet? Nope. Sunday afternoon movie games and the weather's getting better so we're generally drinking on Sunday afternoon. Fuck's sake, just fuck's sake. <laughs> it's an hour and a half long. It's one of the funniest fucking films. Right, we'll watch it as Sunday morning cartoons once one week. Good. Okay. Even though, to be fair, this Saturday morning for cartoons, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is out on iTunes on Saturday. So. Excellent. Anyway, <laughs> The Highwayman. The Highwayman's good. I feel bad that we're tangenting because it's good. It is, I, yeah, I, I think it's good. I, do you know what I, I really did like? I like the fact that you don't ever directly see Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde yeah. until yeah. the, the uh, until they until they're about to get shot. That is the first time you see them as, as them. They are it, it purpose, That's purposefully. We're yeah, not go, we're not going to focus on these. We're going to cast actors that you don't, you probably don't know. Yeah, they're not recognizable faces. We're going to add, we're going to give no gravitas to these two people. You're just literally going to see their shocked faces before they get filled with bullets. And when you do, yeah, the one time you do see their faces, they look like two scared kids. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was a good choice actually. 
the um, there's the scene with uh, Costner and his dad was cracking as well. Yeah, Sadler yeah, played the, that um, very very well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was good. Him trying to almost explain and apologize for his kid, but at the same time, kind of say, "Look, he's always saying." This one, this wasn't my fault. I didn't do anything to him. I wasn't a bad father or anything like this. I, I don't know where this has come from. I don't think he's inherently bad. And then Costa basically going, "Look, I do," but that's just a difference of opinion. I think it's a really well done scene. There's no shouting or what is it or anything like that. It's just a very, it's a very human scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's um, as mild tangent again. William Sadler it is going through. Uh, reprising his role of Deck in the new uh, Bill and Ted movie. Oh, excellent. That's fantastic. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it just it, it's a film that I kind of think is made up of individual really interesting moments, but over a like two hour, 12 minute runtime is maybe stretched a bit thin. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole. I thought the whole thing with, like, Kathy Bates was just like, well, what was the point of that then? Because she's in it in a few scenes in the first half, then disappears completely until the end. And it's like, she never, you never see her kind of actively trying to take them off the beat. No, I, I, I think it was very much, they, they, they just wanted a, I think I think that, that, that John Lee Hancock just wanted to cast Kathy Bates in that role, and she said, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it had the smell of that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, just that's it. And then, it, then he'd maybe gone, ooh, I don't actually have that much for it to do. And she's gone, it's fine, I'm going to start doing set as much. <laughs> and he's gone, if you're cool with that, she's gone, what do we know? Kathy Bates. She's in American Horror Story. Is she? Yeah. I like Kathy Bates, I think she's great. She, she's very she fitness. She said, if I'm not doing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, our, our, so uh, I'm, I'm assuming we're all definitely not shit on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Our uh, audience poll, uh, definitely not shit, fifty-seven percent. Touching cloth, fourteen percent, and shit, twenty-nine percent, leaving a zero for Geostorm again. Yeah, you couldn't argue Geostorm on this one. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so let's do some what we've been watching. And who would like the pleasure of starting? Uh, do you want to start with what you watched solo, Vex? And I'll do what I've watched solo. And then you watch again? Hey. What? Let me get my letterbox up and bear with me. Do you want me to do my spot there while you're. No, it's fine. I'll be two seconds. Three now. Three now. I've only watched one. Yeah. Well, I've only watched one now as well, so. It's a nice balance there. <laughs> uh, so I rewatched The Voices with Isabel, oddly enough. Yeah. Oh, the, the Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. um, mm-hmm. it's popped up on, is it Prime? It's popped up on. Possibly, yes. Yeah. Um, and I really, really, really enjoyed it when we watched it first time round. So I wanted to see if it was whether uh, it stood up. Um, yeah, it absolutely does. I I remember being quite taken aback by it when, when we first watched it. That it's presented as this breezy comedy about a guy that murders a girl and talks to her head. It's actually, as it goes through, it, it gets more and more kind of involved in the fact that he's really quite mentally ill. Mm. 
and it's a lot deeper than you expect it to be. Um, that bit where um, at the end where it kind of it, there's a bit there's a bit in the middle in the where it shows his apartment is or house or whatever it is and it really is when he takes his drugs and then he goes and throws them up if you don't like it because the dog and cat don't talk to him. Yeah. Um, but when it shows it more extensively at the end when the psychiatrist is there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Isabel was Isabel was saying she was like oh my god is that what it's really like and it, it you kind of you know, he's pulled this veil over it all um, just to kind of put a happy sheen on it. And because he's um, obviously his voices and um, because he's a bit sort of because he is mentally ill, he's, he's just seeing what he wants to see. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that that shocked her quite a bit. It was quite good to watch, to rewatch it with someone who hasn't watched it before. Yeah. So obviously I knew that was coming up, but she didn't. Um. Yeah, I thought I I I really really enjoyed it on the rewatch. I've had the song stuck in my fucking head from when they do the conga since the bloody singer happy song song. So yeah. Um. Everyone around the central performance is is also really good. So yeah, I, I think it's. She's uh, the director. Um... Marjorie, Marjorie, yeah, she's doing the uh, Marie Curie movies, isn't she? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah with Rosamund yeah. Pike and Marie Curie. I don't think Marie Curie was quite as glamorous as Rosamund Pike. No comment. <laughs> I, I literally hope that she literally she fucking kills lots of people. Got a little bit wrong. I know she doesn't because Marie Curie. Yeah. Whoa! What the fuck's that? There's something going on there, apparently. Why the fuck did my... F- really important, Ian. Oh, fucking... Sorry, my fucking home cinema thing just kicked in for some reason. <laughs> Lottie's, Lottie likes watching Let's Play videos on YouTube, and I think she started playing one of those. Right, anyway, sorry. What were we talking about? Marie Curie. Oh, Rosamund Pike. Yeah, uh, Mark like wants to fuck Mar- Rosamund Pike. Cool. Moving on. Once, <laughs> what have you watched on your own? What about on my own? Um, I rewatched uh, the Dark Knight Rises because I've been asking. What like it just uh, 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 away from the other yes, ones? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, because I wanted to. It's, 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 it's the only way. What is it? There was nothing spurred it on. I literally went. I want to watch The Dark Knight Rises, therefore I will. That's what I did. Um, I watched it this morning, actually. Um, and Instead of doing housework, you should have been doing your chores. Yeah. Yeah. I made the right decision, I believe. <laughs> My heart. Um, yeah, I mean, well, for a start off, Dark Knight Rises is literally the movie that gave us this podcast. Yeah? Yes. I, I, I feel terrible for not quite getting that connection. Uh, I featured with you on Cinerama doing a Dark Knight Rises review, and then we decided to form Doing the Monkey, which became film Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, okay. That yeah, that would that would check out. Fucking hell, fair play. Yep. Um, I I think the Dark Knight Rises gets a little bit of a 
a little bit of a bomb ride in the sense that yeah, it does. It's fucking ace, Mark. It's ace. yeah. In the sense that it's people. People when you say it, I really like Dark Knight Rises. Like, people will say, yeah, but it, it's not quite as good as the Dark Knight. It's like that's fine. It's not. But it's still really good. But that doesn't stop it from being good. Oh, is that woman I'm happy with? Yes. Yeah, but she's really good in it. Just because you... No, that's Becky. You're doing that thing you do where you don't like a person so you want like a film they're in. Right. To be fair, Mark, I think you probably have a bit of that as well. Nah, I don't. <laughs> um, underline. Let's move on. Yeah, no, I, I also think that it's... Um, what, what I've always liked about the, um, the, the, the Nolan Batman movies is... The first one is Batman's story, but it's not actually. It's Bruce Wayne's story. Batman doesn't appear until halfway through the fucking movie, so it's Bruce Wayne's story, yeah. essentially. And then the Dark Knight is the Joker's story, and then the Dark Knight Rises is actually it's kind of Gotham's story more than it is Batman's story. You've got. People think, oh, it's Bane's story, it's Bane's story. But then all of a sudden, Bane is just an incidental character that yeah. is then thrown away very, very quickly and it becomes Talia Rezogul's story. But, but it's not, because she only appears seconds before Bane's kill. It is, essentially, it's the it, it's the whole of Gotham's story. I think maybe the reason people draw a distinction... Um, it's Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. They're not. They're not comic booky. That's what we were saying before. They're not comic booky. They're quite. I think Begins is. <laughs> I don't think Dark Knight is. I mean, I think Dark Knight is a Michael Mann film. Dark Knight is, Rises. Dark Knight yeah. Rises is a. It's a comic book movie, and it feels like a comic book movie. I think. I think it feels like a crime movie. That. What? That wouldn't happen. Well, no, but. Majority of movies wouldn't happen. No, no, no. But you can kind of go like with with Dark Knight, for instance. You you could see one guy going mental and just yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. No, yes, I, I, no, I, I can see what you're saying. Then. What you mean is the that's a one guy gone mental. This is yeah. a, it's a, a leap, a leap of shadows, essentially. What is that? I can, yeah. So that yeah. feels more comic booky than than. than and, and begins does more so than Dark Knight because that's a bit more far fetched. But you could kind of see some like corrupt doctor trying to do something cracked out to the water supply. So it's it's still not quite sort of super realistic, but it's more realistic. And then Dark Knight Rises, someone from outside of the world would intervene. But no, but it's covered within that for why it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I will. It just I, I will. I will, ju- I will just throw out for your someone from the outside world will we'll, 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 we'll intervene. Okay, Puerto Rico. No, is it very there? Are they right now? Mm. Even their own fucking country isn't helping them. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no. I I, um, I also think that, that it, it's staggering how good Tom Hardy is in this. Yeah. Bane is Bane is, is a is, is a fantastic character, and he takes it to places where he isn't just. He's terrifying. He, he, he is. Yeah. You, you're looking at it going. There's a, a moment where Al, where Alfred basically says to Bruce Wayne, "I don't think you can beat him." Yeah. You know, look at it. This is belief. This is power. This is everything. I don't. Oh, you, he's you, fucking built. You can't beat him, and the problem is you're watching it going. Uh, no, you don't think he can because 
it's this it, he becomes this force of nature yeah and, and then he's just so quickly kind of well, he's not real bad, and it? I think also well I think part of the other reason for why it, it, it's viewed slightly differently is I think it was around this time did this come out the same year or the year before Avengers Assemble it was the same, same year. year it kind of they were pitched against themselves a little bit and it shouldn't have been it's, it was like the whole who's better Messi or Ronaldo it's that well, the ball should be really, really good. Personally, I think Messi's a little bit better, but these are all the reasons why Ronaldo's good. Oh no, Ronaldo's loads better. Like, I'm not, I'm not. He's not loads better. Neither of them are loads better than each other. But I, it, it's that thing. Yeah. Of you can either have one or the the other. That is that is it. And it feels a little bit like, well, do you know what? Personally, I think the Dark Knight Rises is better than Avengers Assemble. But I know that I'm probably in a minority of that. But you can like both. Yeah. But yeah, I don't just, yeah, but it's it, it, it's very, yeah. very good and it's it still holds up. It's still I know what's going to happen and yet I'm still going oh, shit <laughs> at points. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and I, I it's making me go, Oh, I need to rewatch the dark night again now. Yeah, I'll be down with that one. Yeah. So that was that was that. Should we, do you want to do some, Ian, and then we'll do our together ones? Or we? We've only got two together ones, so buy those up if you want. We've got two? Yeah. What? Oh, well, God, just I forgot we watched that. <laughs> right. Just do them if you yeah, want. Let's go. go, on, go on. Which one do you want to do first, Bex? Which one do you, do, you want, do you want to take a lead with? So, we rewatched the film Osmosis Jones. Have you ever seen that, Ian? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We were after some I don't think anyone's even said that film title for <laughs> ten years. Um, Can we just highlight we rewatched Osmosis Jones? That's impressive. <laughs> Do you want it? Who's in the live action bits again? It's it's, uh, it, it's uh, Bill Murray. It is Bill Murray. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically Bill Murray plays a very unhealthy slob of a guy whose daughter's very concerned about his health. Um, he drops an egg on the floor. Um, after after having an argument with a monkey. Oh, yeah. So the he fights, fights a monkey that tries to steal his egg. Then it gets mm-hmm. dropped on the floor and he picks it up and eats it. And then you kind of go into the animated world, which is the inside of his body. And it's the all like... The city of Frank. You what? The city of Frank. The city of Frank, yeah. The guy's called Frank. Um... And, and basically all the animated characters are like various things within his body, so like white blood cells, or, and there's like the guys that run the saliva hose and all kinds of like mental stuff, and the mayor's a bit corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> this, then, is, this, is, this is from Oscar winner, <laughs> Peter Farrelly. Um, and uh, yeah, so a, a virus comes into his body off of the... Egg off the dirt that comes in with the a egg. A virus called Thrax, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Oh, yeah, and Osmosis Jones is Chris Rock. Yeah. Who's David Hyde Pierce? Oh, my God, right. So then he takes a cold pill. <laughs> <laughs> and the cold pill's called uh, Tricks. Um, and that's voiced by David Hyde Pierce. And uh, yeah, they team up, the, the cold pill and the white blood cell team up to try and take down this virus, and no one believes them that it's really a virus, you know. It's, He's just, you know, these, these 
gross little germs that came in off the egg. They don't believe in this horrible, like, life-threatening virus that's going around just, like, setting fire to, to shit. Yeah. And so they team up to take him down, but no one's got their backs. Also contains the voices <laughs> of William Shatner playing Mayor Fleming. Is that Shatner? Yeah. Amazing. And Ron Howard as uh, Tom Kolonic, who's running up against... Oh, gosh, yeah, he's a rival, political rival. Fleming. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Tom Kolonic <laughs> is a fucking hell of a name, though, Oh, God. Um, have you seen Osmosis Jones, Ian? I have, but I don't remember it. But I don't know why I don't remember it, because surely I'd remember it. <laughs> Ian, what I will say is, it's on Prime, it's 95 minutes long, and it is mental. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, okay. It's really, it's genuinely good fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what else do you watch? Really we, we also watched, now, Becky, right? We watched the trailer of this, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, and and to, to, to tell the people what, what, what it's called, Copy and and you swore blind, didn't you? Even after watching the trailer, that you haven't seen this. I haven't. And you have. Haven't. You have. No. Out question. You have no. seen it. No. First time watch. <laughs> Wasn't a first time watch. You fibber. <laughs> yeah. So we watched uh, DJ Caruso's Taking Lives, which stars Angelina Jolie, uh, Ethan Hawke, Keith Sutherland. Olivier Martinez, remember him? He was around for literally three or four years in the early noughties and then disappeared. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, and Gina Rowland's playing terrifying Gina Rowland's character. Um, you know, it's also um, scored by Philip Glass, which is quite interesting. Um, hmm. So it's set in Quebec, where you have Ethan Hawke. Uh, can I go spot? I can go spot on this guy. It's yeah. a 15 year old movie. Yeah. Ethan Hawke essentially plays a guy who witnesses a murder being committed by what is then thought to be a serial killer. Um, and Angela Jolie is a um, psychological profiler that works for the FBI who's brought in to help out on the case. She's really, she's really nothing, you guys. The first time you see her, she's laid in, a, in, in, the, in the hole that the body was found in. Yeah, just to kind of get a just feel get, for it. Just to get a feel for it. To get a feel and for you it. And, you know, because Angelina Jolie, she's so dark. Yeah. You know, so it, it fits in with her persona. Yeah, it, it's a little bit like that. Where where in 2004, you'd be watching it going, oh, my God, yeah, she's, she's getting a feel for anything like that. In 2019, you're now with the detectives going, get out of the fucking hole, you knob. Uh, so it's, but then, do you know what turns out? Do you know what it turns out? After she falls in love with Ethan Hart's character, that he's the psychotic killer after all. Um, whoa, mind whoa. blown. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I quite like it, to be honest. Yeah, it's, 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 it's throwaway trashy film, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's. You have to take a few leaps with the plot, though. You do have to take a few leaps with the plot. There's one point where Keith Sutherland is in it, and you're thinking, but wait a minute, he's not the bad guy. Why is he acting so much like a bad guy? Oh, clearly, they've had some kind of tryst, uh, him and Ethan Hawke, and, oh, no, it's not. It's something completely different. <laughs> he's overreacting to that a lot, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Keith Sutherland can act not like a bad guy, though. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so that was that was that was what we watched this 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 week. Yes. Um, what have you been watching, Ian? God, you guys watch some fucking. God, fair play. 
<laughs> right. So, I watched... I want to see how the poll was going about how much I should talk about Shazam. Oh, shit. Eight minutes left and Shazam and the Sisters Brothers are neck and neck. Ooh. Um, all right. Okay, okay. I'll leave that. I think I can get eight minutes out of... Uh, let me just read Tweety. Okay. So, Dumbo. Dumbo. Dumbo, Dumbo, Dumbo. So, tip to parents who have not taken their kids to the cinema. For the love of God, don't let a five-year-old drink a half-litre bottle of 7-Up 3 during a film. <laughs> Did it not end well? <laughs> Lottie pissed herself twice on Saturday. She doesn't usually do that. And it's entirely my fault. So, with regards to Dumbo, she also went to the toilet four times. So in the space of five hours, she went to the toilet four times and pissed herself twice. Wow, how that does that happen? Just ran through her like crazy. Then. Like, I, I it didn't touch the side, surely. Like, just. <laughs> I think maybe just avoid seven up in future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I, I don't know. It was just, it was crazy. And the thing is, usually she goes to repeat as a kind of an excuse just to take a couple minutes out. Like, usually if she wants to have a pee, it's because she's bored. She wasn't bored with Dumbo. She was fucking in. I, you kind of heard her earlier on. Like, it, it was, it was silly and funny, but a bit sad at times. Um, so she was engaged and she did get the general tone of the film. Um, so it's not the original Dumbo. It has got, it's got, it, it's got throwbacks to the original Dumbo, but it, it's, it, it's very different. So basically this one, um, Colin Farrell and a, a couple of kids, uh, the daughter is fucking abysmal. The boy is barely there. Um, Colin Farrell, he's come back from the war, he's got an arm off, and um, he now has to look after an elephant in a circus, Danny DeVito's the ringmaster, the the ring leader, ring, the master of ceremonies, what do they call him in a circus? Ringmaster? Ringmaster, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ringmaster, cool. Um, so basically, uh, Mrs. Jumbo has an elephant, baby, surprisingly, because she's an elephant. Um, and it's got some fucked up ears. People think it's ugly because of the fucked up ears, which is a little bit... Nah, it's still an elephant. It's still pretty cute. You know, just because it's got big ears doesn't mean it's not cute. It's a cute elephant. I don't understand that. People are laughing at the cute elephant. Why? He's cute. No, I mean, I, I don't know. He's not exactly... You know, he's not a freak, but Tim Burton appreciates him because he's an outsider. So, this outsider shows off his talent and is then 
it, it brought to the attention of uh, uh, Discovery Land or something, I want to call it. So, basically, Michael Keaton plays Bob Iger, <laughs> uh, chairman of Disney, and uh, he goes, oh, oh, there's this outsider person who can bring flair to us even though we don't really understand him and we want to exploit him. So come, Dumbo Burton, and come with me and I'll show you all these pretty things and you'll do amazing stuff for us. But really, you want you want to be home. You, you don't want to be with Disneyland. You, you want to be with your family. And this film is basically a... Tim Burton making a $200 million film about how he doesn't want to be with Disney. <laughs> um, and it's a film made within the Disney machine um, with uh, Michael Keaton on good form, Danny DeVito on good form, Colin Farrell on good form, Eva Green on good form. But all the way through... You're not emotionally invested in the fucking slightest. <laughs> Didn't give a fuck. Like, it, it, and it's it's not because the film is bad. It's good looking. Dumbo is cute. Um, you want to see him with his mum in the end, kind of. But it's odd. It just the film is all over the place. Uh, the daughter is interested in science experiments, improving things with science. And that's about it. Uh, the boy may as well not be there. Colin Farrell doesn't have an arm and is sad. And he's a bit shit to his kids. And it's like, all right, stop being shit to your kids. Danny DeVito is Danny DeVito. Um, it, it just, it's, a film which kind of feels like it's made with the minimum effort possible to be not shit. <laughs> and that's Dumbo. But it, it's Tim Burton basically going, I have been enraptured by Disney and they've shown me the shiny shiny, but I wish I was with my mum or, I don't know, fucking Winona Ryder. Dumbo's mum is Winona Ryder. He wishes he fucked Winona Ryder all those years ago and never went to Disney. And this is his two hundred million dollar psychiatry session. Yeah, which Dumbo, yeah, which is bombed. It's yeah. I mean, it, it, again, that's the thing. I don't think it's bombed. It's done the minimum amount to be considered not shit. I mean, he's going to lose a lot of money. I don't know. Um, I want to have a look now. Because the thing is, I mean, it, it costs two. It costs 170 million. Yeah, that's fucking. And it's done 122 so far. Has it opened in China? Yes. Oh shit, it's has opened it? opened everywhere. I'm nowhere left to open. I don't know, man. You look at the weekend breakdown. It's not that's not everywhere. They're all big markets, though. China and China is open. Japan is open. I haven't even got fucking United Kingdom on box office mojo yet. 
Yeah, I don't think that that I, I think that film it might it, it might trickle to making money, but the, the Disney were. No, don't 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 get me wrong. It's going to be like out of the big films Disney had this year, it's going to be the worst performing. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, Captain Marvel literally just crossed a billion. You know, and, uh, there's no fucking way. Um, it just. I don't know. It it kind of feels like was this was this really necessary? No, it wasn't. It's a Dumbo film directed by Tim Burton, which is still really fucking weird when you put those two things together. Mm. Isn't that odd? Tim Burton. No, I, 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 I think it's it's exactly the sort of thing you'd do. What, just in terms of, like, oh, fucking, what do they want me to do? Yeah, all right, then. Yeah, it, it feels quite Tim Burton, actually. Or make a macabre mm. kind of fairy tale story out of Dumbo. Well, it's kind of a shtick to take Disney yeah. films that are quite good, but sort of trippy, and make shit live-action versions of it in the same way from Wonderland. Yeah. I did like Miss Peregrine, it's... though. And that's not Disney, or what is it, but yeah. I did like it. Miss Peregrine, yeah, it's um it's it's not Alice in Wonderland. Uh, like I mean no no unless someone literally saw like two films in a year, I don't think anyone could say that Dumbo was the shittest film that they saw this year. Um it just it's insanely mediocre. Oh by the way, Shazam just won. Love that. We'll probably saw so, Chaos and <laughs> Yeah, just we might just watch all of them anyway. <laughs> Alright, cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, so we'll definitely review Shazam next week, so I, I, I won't talk about that now. Um, I, I, I'll say it's not shit. Spoiler. <laughs> um, okay, Piercing. Oh, you watched that, yeah. Still not watched that. Yeah, yeah. I only watched it because you said you were going to watch it, Mark. Thanks. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're going to tell me you don't like um, it, are you? Yeah, two out of five. <laughs> um, I will watch it, though. Directed by Nicholas Pesci, who directed... Uh, the... Uh, apparently, the Grudge remake, which... Says here... Okay, that's weird. Letterboxd has it as 2020, but they also have a postcode, a post poster saying in theatres June 21st. Who the fuck's in that now? Does that say Andrea Weisbrook? In what? The, a new grudge directed by the guy who directed Pearson. Yeah, could be, I think they are doing, redoing the grudge out there, yeah. Yeah, but Andrea Weisbrook. Yeah, Andrea Weisbrook, isn't it? William Sadler. Wow. John Cho. Jackie Weaver. Lynn Shea. That's a decent cast, actually, though. Hang on, so they've got... So there's a poster saying... Okay, there's a poster saying January 3rd. But then there was another poster I just saw saying June 20-something. Well, I think this thing's been done for a while. Yeah, yeah, this fucker's sat on the shelf. Um, Okay, interesting. Um, So, anyway. uh, Piercing. It's not great. Um, Story is... um, 
a guy that was in a film uh, one day that I can't remember his name um, Christopher Abbott yeah he was in Girls actually um, and he's yeah he was in Martha Marcy Maybody he was in First Man that's it it comes at night he was the one who wasn't an Edgerton in It Comes at Night um, it was an Edgerton in It Comes at Night yeah. wasn't it yeah um, so he plays a guy who uh, says to his wife, I'm going away on a boys' weekend. He goes away, and he's not going on a boys' weekend. He basically wants to hire a prostitute so he can murder her. Uh, but the prostitute, played by Mia Vasikowska, kind of has some other ideas. So, yeah, uh, a lot of music from uh, old, like, giallo films. The main theme from Deep Red plays a part, for example. Um, it basically concerns itself with kind of saying that it's really smart and it's really funny and it's really clever and there's going to be some extreme violence and some sexual stuff that you're going to go all at for 80 minutes and then you're going to leave being really impressed. That's my review of Piercing. It's a bit of shit. Moving on. I just to say the um, Grudge movie was made last year. Yeah, there you go. So, made last year. It's coming out in 2020. So, that is a sign of quality. Nicholas Pesci, you're my new favourite. So, oh, he's directed over 30 music videos. Oh, he's directed one for the Black Keys, apparently. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. He looks like a fucking prick. <laughs> so, um, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Watch that again. Um, because Lottie watched the first 45 minutes, got bored, and I went, fuck you, I'm watching the rest. <laughs> and then she went up to her room. Um, that didn't happen. What happened was I turned it off because she said, Daddy, I want to watch Pokemon. And I said, of course, darling. And then when she was out of the room, I, wa- I watched the rest of Jumanji because I'm controlled by my five-year-old. Um, uh, Keanu. I rewatched Keanu. Keanu is fucking amazing. I don't know why I didn't say that was five out of five the first time round. It's three out of five on Letterboxd, which is a fucking crime. Um, the minute Key and Peele are driving away after watching a Liam Neeson film and repeatedly referred to him as Liam Neeson's. <laughs> I was in love. Um, Isn't there a bit with uh, where um, he's teaching the bad guys about the wonders of George Michael? Or am I imagining that? Yep. No, yep, there is. Yep. Um, he's, he's talking about um, George Michael and how he was just into real gangster shit there's an amazing bit where one of them uh, has some dr- uh, drug called holy shit and imagines that he is in the um, faith video <laughs> yes yeah um, and it's like the way that it actually looks like he's in the music video so it kind of looks a bit shit is amazing um that film's got some really funny, weird shit going on. Like, the whole score is just this, like, 90s action film thing, and the third act takes place in 
what looks like a like Colombian drunk a drug empire mansion, but it's Louise Guzman just wanting a cat. <laughs> um, it's I I really like Keanu. It's Ace and it, it's approach. It's kind of approaching pop star never stop never stopping levels for me. Just a film that I think I will be able to just stick on again and again and again and just always laugh at it. Um, so, yeah, Keanu, brilliant. Um, last one for me, uh, The Girl in the Spider's Web. So, hey, I'm a Sony executive. I look at the uh, the returns of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and I'm, go, I'm going, I didn't make enough money. Oh, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Rooney Mara, she was nominated for an Oscar, but she takes herself a bit seriously, doesn't she? Daniel Craig, he wants how much? <laughs> uh, David Finch, uh, uh, well, he just did Gone Girl, didn't he? What's he doing now? What's he doing now? World War Z 2? What else is he doing? Okay. He wants how much? No, I, okay, alright. No, I, I know, I know, right. Do you know what I watched the other day that I really liked? I watched I watched this film where this guy wants to fuck this this blind guy wants to fuck this girl. And he's got her trapped in his house. Well who directed that? Fede Alvarez. Alright, yeah, yeah, get him in, get him in, get him in. Hey, uh, Fede, Fede, Fede. Right. If I was to give you money to make a girl with a dragon tattoo remake how much do you think you can make it for how much Fincher make it for about 100 million dollars hmm. 60 yeah right Fede you're on the girl in the spider's web that that that's that's <laughs> yeah oh no actually hang on a second hang on a second no Fede Fede he's developing the script and he goes right Sony exec do, do you know what I think we need you know what I think we need, right? You know how Daniel Craig was in the original, but he's not in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I really like about Daniel Craig? What? James Bond, isn't he? Yeah, 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 he is James Bond. Yeah, yeah, he is. Why, what are you thinking? Yeah. Right. What if this fifth cylinder was James Bond? <laughs> okay. I like where you're going here. Tell me more. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so. Instead, in instead of having a really, really complicated sexual history with a variety of horrible men, you know, men who hate women, how about, how about, how about, how about, we have a start saving another woman from a horrible man, and then the rest of the film, she's got gadgets, and she drives a nice car, and she's got a tech assistant, who's basically Q, but he's a fat nerd. <laughs> yeah, 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 all right, all right, yeah. But, like, what about actual Daniel Craig? What can we do about that guy? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, he's not going to be the main character, is he? Because, you know, <laughs> like, me, hashtag me too. Let's, let's you know, let's, let's, have, let's have a woman be the lead, because, you know, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, ha, 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 women in the lead. Oh, yeah, actually, that could make us money. All right, go on then, do it. Okay, so, instead of Daniel Craig, we'll have some fucking guy who we don't know, but he'll be younger. (laughs) 
Yeah, we, we, all right, cool. Then what are we going to do with him then? What are we going to do with him? I don't know. We'll just figure out when we're shooting. Yeah, fine. Done. Fair eight. How much money do you need? I think I can still do it for 60 million. Done. Right. So that's the girl in the spider's web. The girl in the spider's web is Claire Foy being fine. <laughs> As Lizbeth Bond girl woman. She literally drives a really nice fast car for a good chunk of this film. She's got this magic phone that does fucking everything for her. Um, there is one scene where she's kind of like post-coital with a lady and the rest of it, it's just, I don't know, she may as well just be generic action person. There is, the the main thrust of the film is that, uh, spoiler alert, I suppose, her sister is responsible for the, like everything going on and her sister was getting fucked by their dad, but now she's as evil as the dad. And it's like, right, okay, that's problematic, but the film doesn't spend nearly enough time going into that. Because the thing is, if it was Fincher, there would be scenes developing that. And instead, it's all done in a, I'm evil because of X, Y, and Z, and I I am doing this because of A, B, and C. Um Dragon Tattoo, you know the the kind of the the, the tech guy who she basically goes like fix my yeah. laptop. I think he's supposed to be the same character, but in this, he's this Q motherfucker who, in the climax, is like using a drone to infrared see through a building so that another person can pick sniper shots while Lizbeth is in the building, like. In at one point in this yeah again the opening sequence of like a dragon tattoo where it's like all the kind of oily stuff that looks like a woman and like in this towards the end she's put into this kind of like vacuum sealed black bag so you literally see her writhing around in this thing like in the title sequence from Dragon Tattoo and it's like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Um, it's but it looks good um, and it's engaging enough I mean the plot while it's on it's engaging but all the way through it's just what the fuck is this can I just confirm that actually yeah it is this is supposed to be the same character same character name and everything it's oh that's yeah <clears throat> I mean it just like the the um, the character who was played by was it Robin Wright in the first one who plays the kind of the the blunt fists? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. In this one, it's Vicky Creeps from Phantom Fred. They're supposed to be the same character. It, it just—it seems like the uh, yeah. It, it's I don't know. It, it was just a bad idea from start to finish. I think this. It just yeah. I mean, it's a lower budgeted film, which I think they just thought they were going to be able to get away with. And I'll, I'll be honest, I think it's... I, I think they were kind of just banking on women being the lead is hot at the moment, let's cash in. Yeah. I, I, I do think it's as cynical as that. And I'm glad it didn't do very well because they don't, they don't need to do these. 
they should have made another dragon tattoo film with Fincher, Rooney, and Craig. And apparently, it was it was Fincher was kind of up for it. Mar was very up for it, and Craig was. If you give me enough money, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, Craig. I mean, that's 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 it with Craig, isn't it? It, it just like this new Bond film. It's it's not contractual obligation. It's it's too much money to turn down an obligation. You, 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 yeah, you've paid me obligation. You know, it's I, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, this one though, I mean, it, 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 it just it's a what, what the shit? No, no, I won't. I won't be rushing to that. That that just smacks of. I'll watch it when it's on Netflix on a Tuesday one time. Sure, sure. It. I mean, I, 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 I. If I was Claire Foy, I wouldn't be embarrassed, but I would be like, I spent that time doing what... I mean, Rooney Mara was Oscar-nominated for a girl with a dragon tattoo, and personally, I think, deservedly, Claire Foy ever so slightly feels like she's playing dress-up. Yeah. She's good... But I don't think she's given enough. She's not given enough to justify why it's her. I get what you mean, yeah. Um, I mean, Bluntvist is easily twenty years younger than. Yeah, I should, I should, I should have a look at the actor who's playing it. And he he looks very young and very generic. Literally, really he, he looks like he looks like something like a model from the next catalogue. Oh, Stephen Merchant's in it as yeah, well. Yeah, that's just that just adds to the weirdness of it all. Yeah, he gets killed about forty minutes in. He kind of just kick starts the plot. So let's do Rick Kidd's Patreon review. It's the death of Scarlet. I've just said uh, Bex has just quickly got a deal with it, so she'll be rejoining us in a second. Okay, cool. And I'm going to go for another wee uh, after this plot summary, but I'm just warning you in case I go silent. Directed by Amado Inucci, starring Simon Russell Beale, Michael Palin, Steve Buscemi, Jeffrey Tambor, uh, Paul Whitehouse, um, uh, Jason Isaacs. Very, very random assortment of people. Amado Inucci's follow-up to In the Loop came out a couple of years back, and I was I was happy to rewatch it. Mark, first time watch, wasn't it? What do you think? Um... Well, it was one of those where I was... That, it was a film I was perpetually getting to, uh, is what I'll say on that. And, and, it, and I don't know why I was perpetually getting to it, because I was actually quite looking forward to it, because it looked, it looked amusing, and it looked like it was going to be a, a good time. Um, and I'll be honest, it, it, it's amusing, and, and I had a good time with it. Um, it's... I'll say this, but I say this quite frequently. It's too long, and it gets a little bit wrapped up in itself a little bit too much at points. Um, I think you, you could have taken 10, 15 minutes out of it and had a much sort of cleaner um, movie to it. But then also you've got... Um, I, I like the stylized version of it where it, it's it's hyper-stylized in the fact that it's almost done like a terrible amateur dramatic play uh, is being bestowed upon you. But what I will say is uh, it also contains one of my favourite performances of, of the past few years uh, with Rupert Friend uh, playing Vasily uh, Stalin, uh, who is just 
magnificent in every scene he's in. He manages to steal it from the start where he's trying to train... Oh, the ice hockey. Yeah, we're trying to train people who are are, are not very good at ice hockey to look better at being at ice hockey because he's lost the Soviet Union's ice hockey team. It's just magnificent. And then the the bit the bit where he goes into the um, where they're doing the autopsy and just starts pointing at people and insulting them. Where he literally walks in and says to one guy, "You're not a person. You're a testicle." Uh, and another one just says, "You're made mostly of hair." It, it's just—it's—it's it, it's quite something. Um, I, I I like the way that even towards the end, he's talking to those Japanese guys about, or the Chinese guys maybe about how um, it's like there are people here that are like trying to steal my father's brain or whatever it is that he says, you know. It's... And as well, the, the, his reasoning for, uh, for, for for having a drink when, he's, when he isn't going to have a drink, and then his reasoning for why he's going to have a drink is perfect in the, I don't like being sober, it's a horrible mood to be in. <laughs> just feels just magnificent. But it's every, every bit he's in the movie, it gets better <laughs> and the thing is no, there's nobody that's bad in it it's the same way as Jason Isaacs anytime Jason Isaacs is there you know something wonderful is about to happen I mean I, lo- I think the film itself knows what Jason Isaacs brings just on that slow motion when he comes up with the car that you see his <laughs> takes his jacket off it's fucking amazing I mean like just Jason Isaacs. I mean, he's with like Kermode Mayer is a bit of a cult figure with the hello to Jason Isaacs, but he needs to be in more things. And I, I get the sense that he just kind of picks what he wants to do, um, and that that's fantastic. But I would love to see Jason Isaacs in more things. Yeah, um, like he fucking bosses the final act of this film. Yeah, and, and he, he even as well gets to cut through the more um, the more serious elements of it because the you know the uh, essentially the the, the murder of Barrier is it, it's actually it's actually quite a horrific scene, you know, yeah. and, and it's yeah. And Becky will talk about it in a second. She just quickly wants to do some more. She puts back. She'll, she'll talk about this because when we discussed it afterwards, she had some thoughts on that. But it is quite. It's quite upsetting, and but he still manages to cut through that by showing that, but also by being incredibly funny. And the bit where he he winds Steve Buscemi's character up by basically acting like he's not going to go through with it, and it's not, what, what he's doing is he's going to report him, and then basically just says, "And you know, you should you should feel very ashamed, and you should see the fucking look on your face." Right? He's such a prick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's because uh, what is it it's when he says that he like, shoots him in the head and he's like, "Oh, uh, he does say something, doesn't he?" I can't realize now. That's fucking something or other. And I, I like because I remember Donna laughed at that, and then she was like, "Oh," because like she kind of picks up on that's quite odd to laugh in that moment. <laughs> um, yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I feel the same about it as I did in the cinema. It's, it's this weird tonal balance that I think, I think it works, but it does feel a bit satisfied with itself in moments. Um, I think because I, I, the, the Andrea Riseborough character, I don't feel is particularly strong, which I feel bad saying considering she and Olga Kurilenko are almost the only two female speaking parts in the film but just the the way that her character you know I think it's her character it is basically she's the kind of deluded daddy's girl who gets obsessed with bring me this person back, even though the person is obviously yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she doesn't, she doesn't really play it as funny. She plays it as really serious. But if you're going to inject that with any kind of life whatsoever, maybe funny would be the way to go. Um, but I think that's more a direction thing than anything else. It, it, it's, I, yeah, I don't know. It, um, I, I like the film. I think it's funny, and I think it does work when it's dramatic. But there's there's definitely stuff in it that holds it back. And I agree, it is it is too long. I mean, I think it's only an hour. Is it like an hour forty five hours? An hour, hour forty five. It is. Yeah. So it's yeah. an hour forty seven. Actually, to be precise, but it does feel. I, I I do feel you could share a good ten. 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes off that. It's been a 95, 94 minute film and it'd feel, it'd feel a lot more polished um, in itself. Like you say, there are points where it does feel a little bit, a little bit like it's it's laughing with itself too much and as a, a, an audience member, you kind of, you want it to start, you want it to make you laugh, not itself laugh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I, the the sequence where they discover he's dead and they're all walking in does seem to go on for quite a long time. The whole kind of like diagnosis of whether he's dead or not. Yeah, the, the, the doctor, like, the doctor once, tried to not trying to say I, I don't I don't I don't want to pronounce him dead or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like once the machinations get going, I think it does go at a decent enough clip, but it it does feel like the before the death. And then just after the death does take, it feels like that's close to half the film just to get to the point where he is definitely dead. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. Your Bex is back, yes. Hello. Thoughts on the death of Starling, Bex? Yeah, I, I, I really, I really like it for the most part. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't like the back bit where they killed the man. No, you didn't like the bit where they killed Sam Ross, did you? It felt. I think. I mean, it, it it does its job well because it's supposed to be jarring against the humour of the rest of the movie. Mm. Like, I mean, we are still showing you this horrible shit that's going down. Like, obviously, the bit after they take, take Stalin's body away and they just go through the house killing everybody, um, going and. Uh, releasing that man's wife that they've had locked up for God knows how long, you know it. It does kind of, you know, as, as well as having this amusing movie going on, it does kind of show you, yeah, but they did this awful shit as well. Um, but yeah, the, the death of of that guy 
was uh, what's it called? Barrier. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. It was it was it was harrowing. Yeah, you didn't you didn't, you didn't go with that bit of No. But it's like, did you not like it in terms of like what the film was doing, or like, uh, was it just that you didn't like you didn't like that personally? Like, was it the way the film did it? I suppose is what I'm trying to say, or or just the fact that it happened. Yeah, again, I, I, I'm not saying it's a bad film for it, or it was badly done, or anything like that. I just I didn't like it. It was it was. Did it felt a little bit of a juxtaposition to, to yeah, the, um, the, the more jovial nature yeah. of the rest of it. The more, um, well, it's not even jovial, it's more ridiculousness of the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you kind of, you know, these are serious men in serious power positions, <laughs> and then, as with anything, there's generally a lot of bullshittery and farce going on in the background isn't there? Dumb fuckery. Dumb fuckery yeah um, and you know I think anything that kind of shines a light on that is it is amusing but it kind of goes oh but wait look what they're going to do now mm. and then just and it's, it's horrible when he's begging for his life and stuff. I, I, I just found it quite upsetting but well, they didn't deserve it I mean he was a, he was a dick but it just just the way that it it goes from they're sat around that table to him being dead in the space of I think it's pretty much real time as well yeah. as well isn't it yeah. and it's like well like five minutes yeah. and he's gone pretty much yeah I think that the, yeah, the constant it, sort of referral to false narratives and stuff was was very intentional. In, the current political climate. Oh yeah, yes, it very much is. Mm, mm-hmm. I think it, it was trying to say something alongside all of the the funniness. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the film and the, the, the death scene of that guy. I don't think it was bad or badly done or, or anything. I just found it quite upsetting within the larger context of the movie because you sat there enjoying this funny movie and then all of a sudden this awful stuff's going on and then they're just raking his bloody ashes. Yeah, that's that's my pick. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, how about how about the rest of the film? I mean, were there any uh, performances which I loved Jason Isaacs? I thought I thought he was fantastic in it. I loved his character um, and the silly what's he called? Really the friend, yeah. He was great as well. Yeah, I was just, I was just, I was I was saying how much I enjoyed his character. <laughs> he gets he gets some pretty good lines. He does get some fantastic lines. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, that bit! Oh my god, that bit where he's trying to get. just listing countries. You are. He's just listing countries. But they're all cubs off. Yeah. What did that the bit? Sorry, what bit? Um, what? Where he's where he's trying to um, get the gun off that guard, <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes on for ages, and they're all just watching, and his sister's just there like. <sighs> and yeah, that. that I did, I did response to it when he actually gets it back off him is I have loads more. <laughs> Well, no, he's trying to steal the guard's gun, isn't he? Because yeah. If they take his gun off him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he was he was great, but I I, I like Jason Isaacs. But I think I've got a bit of a pretentious people like Jason Isaacs in anything he did. We we were saying while you were away how how good he is in this as well. It's um, yeah, Jason Isaacs is the shit. Um, I think Steve Buscemi's pretty good in this as well. Um, I I I, I think I, I think they're all good. I mean the um. 
the kind of the cancelling of Jeffrey Tambor over the last couple of years is, from a performance point of view, a shame. I I, I think I like I like Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, he was really good at um, his It was a bit melancholy playing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I really like him in it. Yeah. It, 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 it's a film full of great lines. Yeah, I, I, I think people are unsure how cancelled he is. Right. What, Tamil? Yeah. Oh, he's been in fuck all for the, like the last year, though. Um, he seems... I, I, and I fucking hate the phrase cancelled, but it kind of seems like he's pretty... He's pretty there. Even though Danny, I mean, he was in that Arrested Development series that was on Netflix a couple of weeks back, which nobody gave a fuck about, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yeah. Netflix seems to not want to try with that one. Mm. Mm. But if that um, is not good, or because of the controversy surrounding Jeffrey Campbell. I think, I, 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 I think it's a combination of both, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting how kind of... how things are aging quickly these days, but how early noughties comedies seem to be in that thing where they're too recent to be nostalgic but too much has changed in the last few years for people to really still be into them yeah um it's like kind of like maybe like how i met your mother it's like it ended a couple years back people were really into it at the time but now people like I mean the final season kind of put people off with that but it, it, it seems like nobody really kind of refers to that yeah anymore. It, 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 it literally is it, 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 it's almost forgotten the ending pissed people off too much people had stuck with it for such a long time and then the ending was just an absolute cop out wasn't it from what I've heard I mean yeah, I never I mean, watched the ending, it but... no I mean like Donna and I watched it fairly religiously and that last to be fair the last season was a bit of an insult um, but yeah, yeah. I reckon they just wanted to get it finished. Um, it's yeah. I, I mean, How I Met Your Mother is an interesting one because it's it it was kind of in that thing, it, it, like the Big Bang Theory thing of like making geeks cool. But it was like these people were cool to start with, but then geeky things kind of became cool while it was on so they tried to build that in so by the end of it it was like these people were like kooky geeky people but at the start they were more like the traditional friends model and it, I, and then the last season was this fucking experimental all takes place over the course of two days I think it was um, and just kind of shit the bed and the, the end episode so like tangent sorry because you guys are probably hungry. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, How I Met Your Mother. So the whole thing was, it's like a guy in the future telling his kids about how he met their mother. And through the whole thing, he has this on and off thing with this one woman. And then it's revealed... I think at the end of the season before the last one that the mother is someone else. And then during the last season, it's at this wedding and the mother is kind of there as well. And it's literally about how he met her. So the whole of the last season is about how he met her. But then the last episode kind of flashes forward and the mother dies of cancer I think it is 
and then it's essentially about him realizing that hang on the on off woman was the one I wanted the entire time even though you know, I had this relationship with your mother had two kids with her she died now I'm going to get back with the woman that I spent the last seven fucking years chasing in the show anyway and then it it, it kind of ends with him hooking up with her oh it's yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, I can see why that might have hurt some people. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it, it, uh, uh, like in, in the, the the scope of the show, sure, yeah, they're the one. Yeah, absolutely. But then this last season, it's he gets with this woman. They have this fucking decades long relationship, and then she dies. And he gets back with the the main woman anyway. It's odd. It's really, really weird. Yeah, it's not something I ever... I always always thought it suffered a little bit from the fact that it's... I mean, I know it it was incredibly popular, but it always put me off the fact that the the lead guy just seemed so unlikable. Yeah. There is that. And there's also an episode when Neil Patrick Harris runs a marathon with no training whatsoever. He does the marathon fine, but then on the subway on the way back, he can't stand up and is stuck on the subway. As a marathon runner, that's not how it works. (laughs) Fair enough. That really pissed me off at the time, because I was running at the time, and it's like, that's not how bodies work. (laughs) No. No. You can't just do a marathon and then you can't stand up after you do a marathon after lots of training and then you can't stand up after that's fair yeah okay twitter questions I shall just get them for you now Uh, I'll do what I'll do is I'll do our question that we asked first so our question for you is what are your favourite road trip movies planes, trains and automobiles well there you go straight off the fucking bat well done thinking about it have you yeah cool so Rick Kidd at Rick Kidd Kidd uh, Small Kidd the Banda Chris Burns Burns, uh, Paper Moon John McGrath uh, or is it a soft spot for Paper Moon and maybe even the underseen Interstate 60? Um, what else we got? Uh, Dan Orte, Paris, Texas. That's a fucking great answer. We I've don't... not seen that. That's a see very, that. very strong I answer. I still can't believe you haven't seen Paris, Texas. Well, show me it then. I, I, I don't have to be the only person who shows you the movies. Yes, you do. Um, House of Black Lanterns, Man Max Fury Road, uh, and Noel Mellor. That's not uh, a road yeah, trip. Yeah, I put that was kind of it. I said a. I think you could actually count it, maybe. Yeah. Um, um, I said it's a gift of uh, vacation, birthday cake, national oh, food vacation, yeah. which is a word movie. Um, Ian, what are yours? Um. So. But, but, sure, there's another one. Um, else. Yeah, planes, trains, automobiles is a great shout. I do have an affinity for road trip. Uh, also, cost uh, cost my said midnight run and almost famous. Yeah, I was just about to say midnight run. Midnight runs a very well. That's mine. So fuck you all. <laughs> um, 
Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That's a good one, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've said a few there. What What do you want from What me? about What's It with um, those ladies? What's It with those ladies? Silver and Louise. Yeah, that's it. I thought it was about the scissors of the traveling pants. No. <laughs> yeah, what's it with those ladies and Brad Pitt? Oh, I got it. I got it from that. So, yeah, so that was a good description, that bit. That's a very tribute. It is a road trip movie. What's that? Uh, it is good, yes. Yeah. I only watched that for the first time last year, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Because yeah. I have to show you all movies, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. What's your role? Thank you, thanks. Um, so, our questions that we've had. Um, Rick Kent at Rick J. Kent, what movie character would you recruit to? sort out Brexit one way or another Snake Plissken that's a fucking really good answer actually that Escape from House of Commons yeah and he just ends up to be fair what would be the most apocalyptic thing it probably would just be like just press the no deal button so actually maybe not Snake Plissken um, I, I, I've, I've got it have my... to be, it's, it's a fictional character it's not a guy box uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> fine. Um, can I have uh, Robert De Niro's character in Wag the Dog, where he basically spends a day in the House of Parliament uh, convincing them that actually Brexit is all just a ruse and it's not actually real? Uh, can and, you imagine? That would be amazing. And, and, and because none of them are bright. Yeah. Which... Which has become it's followed, it's, it's, yeah. it's followed now. None of them are bright at all. Literally, he can get get convinced them that it's all just a bit of a game, and it's okay. They can just say no. I think that that character could actually convince the rest of them that um, Jacob Rees-Mogg isn't a real person. He's just a drawing of a human, and they just think he's real. I mean, that would he's just well. a racist I mean, look, drawing. Yeah. I fucking love that. Did you see that picture of him on Newsnight? Yeah. Like, the uh, the lighting department just framing that perfectly. I've yeah. seen that. I'm gonna find it. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's that's um, Randy Porter. Um, which is the best Merchant Ivory film? See, I tried to prepare for this one earlier by looking through them all and seeing what there was, and the only one that I've seen is Call Me by Your Name. Which I don't like, so I'm just going to go none of them. <laughs> but I mean, you you do when when you campaign for political office, you do campaign on an anti-peach coming <laughs> poll. So I, I I you know I I think that's probably peach you fucker. know you're you're a peachist, but I think that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like it. I don't like corn by and the age difference is too great for me. Even without the peach monkey. Just fuck a peach. He does fuck a peach. Does he eat it in the end as well? I can't remember. He does eat it, yeah. He, does, he does take a bite of that peach. But he, he, he takes a bite, doesn't he? It's like he doesn't fucking go whole hog on that peach. He, no, no, he, he doesn't. doesn't. He doesn't. Because <laughs> that's the thing, really. You want him to take a massive bite and just have to come. Oh, Ian, no, you don't. Shit. You really don't. And then, then literally, literally, no, literally as a bead of it, he's about to drop his chin, he just wipes it off and then. Oh, Matt, Bricks the finger okay. back. You're making me feel ill. Well, that, that's your prejudice. It is not prejudice. I won't want to see that. Uh, Ian, do you have an actual answer for this? I don't think I've seen a single fucking Merchant Ivory film. Um, You've seen Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, but that's not Merchant Ivory. It's written by 
Written by Mer- uh, Ivory. Didn't Merchant die? Uh, can I have a room with a view? I think he actually framed That's, I'm, I'm, not asking, I'm not ordering a hotel or something like that. But like, <laughs> I'm saying the film. I think in the question, he actually phrases it as Merchant slash Ivory. So I think he's allowing the separation. <laughs> fair, fair I don't know whether he is, though. Yeah, it's Bran. I don't think he will be. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking a room with you. I will say the the remains of the day is based on the the novel by Kazuo Ishiguro, who also wrote um, Never Let Me Go, which yeah. has me interested. Yeah. So yeah, so only I answered that. Then. I lost it. I haven't seen any. How fucking long is it? It's two hours fourteen minutes. Jordan McGrath. His question was. Um, his first question is, "What the hell happened to Joan Allen?" <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, in, in what context? <laughs> I think you just wonder what the hell happened to John Allen. She retired on a farm. It's a good question, though, John, actually. What has I put a John Allen? Let's have a wee little look. See what she's done recently. She was in room and then realised that she didn't want to act anymore because that film was such a piece of shit. He <laughs> really likes it. It's not been media. Sorry, Ian, I forget. Um. Yeah, what the shit did I put a John Allen? But that was the last film she was in. Yeah, that's weird. Well, we, we don't know. I will investigate what happened to John Allen for you, John, and I will answer you next week. Oh, get out. She was a voice in Skyrim. <laughs> was she really? Um, John McGrath, what do you get the most? Max von Sydow is in Skyrim. <laughs> Sorry. Which one's Skyrim? I need to play Skyrim. Oh, the, the, the game? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Max von Sydow, Christopher Plummer, Joan Allen. What the fuck? And then a bunch of people I've never fucking heard of. Wow, literally, it was like you press more on IMDb and then you just get people you've never heard of. <laughs> Max von Sydow voices something in it. You, you just said Max that. von oh, Sydow voices Esburn. Christopher Plummer is Arm Gear and Joan Allen is Delphine. Arm gear. I've got Sky. Mm. It's not a game you would I've like. I've got Skyrim on the Switch. I, I spent fifty pound on a digital download of Skyrim on the Switch. I played an hour and I've never played any of it again. What's a Dragonborn? What's a dragon? A Dragonborn. Yeah. It's it's one of the races in Skyrim. Oh. Why? I don't know. I'm just reading the plot after escaping execution, the last living dragonborn must grow in strength and power to defeat the dragons that have once again begun to plague the land of Skyrim. You fucking love it, Mark. You yeah. worship the dragons, then. No, I do not. <laughs> you, you, you start the game kind of like be on a wagon being rolled to execution, and then some dragons come around, and then you get free. I got about as far as that and just went, right, how long does this game to get, uh, take to complete? And then I looked it up and it was like, I might not actually live that long. <laughs> <laughs> we have another question from Jordan. Uh, what do you get most pleasure from? First time watches or rewatches? Rewatches. Uh, pleasure, rewatches, because you know you're probably going to be alright. Yeah. Yeah, You're never going to rewatch a shit film, are you? So you hit rate, but well, you would, yeah, you're a dickhead. But, um, <laughs> Do you really have to fucking answer that? So yeah, for, for like a hit rate thing, you're gonna get more pleasure out of rewatching that. But I, I like watching stuff I've already watched and sort of 
looking for new stuff. I, I, I'd say I, I'm, I'm even on, on, on both. I just enjoy watching movies. Oh. Look up at it like that. that that's musical. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm just that kind of person. Yeah. Uh, that David Thackeray. Um, Tweezers or electrolysis? Asking for a mate who may or may not be tweezers electrolysis. Tweezers or, or electrolysis? Asking for a mate who may or may not be Norbella. Well, you're gonna to have to contextualise that because you have to put it into the place of no. Basically, put ask them any anything they'll answer it. And I agree, we will. Yeah. Uh, tweezers. For what? Uh, Heroin, I'm guessing. Yeah, but what kind of heroin? Well, it could be I. Uh, I think I'm sitting behind eyebrow. Let's use electrolysis plus for eyebrow now, don't they? Because they use different things like downstairs. It's you not electrolysis. for like leg hair or. Yeah, but they use different things for electrolysis now. It's, it's more, it's quicker. Electrolysis, you know, literally lays it off, whereas electrolysis burns the hair follicle away. Tweezers, you can do it yourself and do it from home. And as well, it's like permanent. So if, if the style of eyebrows changes uh, over the years, you can. How pertinent in this day and age of big, massive, fat, slug eyebrows on everybody. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <sighs> so that's my take on that one. I'd yeah. rather a, a tweezer. Yeah. You know, some people, right, they get their eyebrows like too long. That's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ian, any thoughts on this? Uh, tweezers or electronics. I, uh, I mean, in terms of eyebrows, I have an eyebrow and nose hair trimmer, which I use to kind of like cut that shit anyway um so I, I think tweezers would do more of a fucking job oh do you know what do you know what threading go get it threaded threading does a more thorough job than both waxing no threaded waxing's better than no just let them go out yeah yeah put them around threading that's go get threaded mm. um <coughs> so yes yeah that was it uh, but we will answer anything. You don't have to be film related. I will answer anything. Uh, yeah. Dear darling, uh, what's your favourite sighting of a football shirt on film? Mine is a Sheffield United shirt in Batman Begins. Yeah, I do remember that, actually. Yeah, that would have been mine. I'm, I'm going to pass on this one because it's not something I would notice nor recognise necessarily unless it was... There's a... In... I believe it is in the first Triple X... Randomly, there is a Bashikta shirt. Excellent. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, there's a fair chunk of that film set in Eastern Europe, though. Isn't yeah, there? It, it, the is from Turkey. <laughs> well, it's still closer than America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a. You, you can't, you, Becky, you can't say that's wrong. You can laugh, but you can't say it's that's wrong. It's not wrong. Sure, can. It's not wrong. Um. There's all the random, there's all the Tony Bellew Everton stuff in I've, the end of three. I've, that's I've got a question. Gone. You two played Doom yet? Uh, I played a little bit of it, haven't I? But yeah, it and then I realised way, that... Way too late. Yeah, no, my no, that I played it before it was fully downloaded and there was no audio. Well, there was audio of, like, surrounding stuff, but there was no dialogue I had, I, audio. So then we turned it off and we're going to come back to it the next day and then... Well, yeah, we haven't yet. Because you've never played that old Till Dawn game. Until Dawn's fucking mint. You just don't have the mental capacity for it. I, 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 Until Dawn is mint, but please can you go on YouTube and play Yes, Dawn? I will do that this weekend. Um, I, I, I spent Until Dawn... No, I, 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 I had to delete it off my PS4 to then 
Download, download them. until dawn. That's fine, you can get rid of them until dawn. Uh, I'd have to delete something else so I could download Conan. Yeah, what the fuck's that you've downloaded? It's this month, what is it? I'm going to look next to it, fine. But, but I will do do. But, but, I will do do. I promise you. And I will, I will stream it. You just, um, right. You just want to laugh at Mark when he gets freaked out by the monsters, don't you? No, but he's not going to get freaked. I want to be honest. I'll be absolutely honest, Becky. I want to see you play it because I know you'll enjoy it more. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that, we'll do that, shit. Yeah. <gasps> we could do like level by level. Is there levels? There's not really levels in games anymore, is there? Shit. Yeah, there's levels. Is there? Okay, we might do that then. <laughs> you can see how differently we play games. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, did you ever play Resistance Fall of Man, Ian? Yes. You know you know the, the Chimera dudes that, like, roll along and then jump at you? Leap of things. Mark yeah, yeah, used yeah. to scream when they used to come at you. Yeah. And That's go, fair. ah, leapers, ah, and then just <laughs> run away from them, like, shooting blindly over his fucking shoulder. That system works really, really well, actually. We're running a circle, shooting over my shoulder. <laughs> Um, Eventually, wasn't that it? Also happened in <laughs> Uncharted. Yeah, something in Uncharted. Yeah, I did that, yeah. Uh, House of Black Lanterns. Uh, these Lawrence and Howard are making Jimmy Savile film, and you can cast the lead role. Who is your Jimmy pick? A Jimmy Savile movie. Yeah. That there's not an actual one happening. I think he's yeah, he's because that would that wouldn't exactly be a box office. Smash, no. it? It was that Tory MP with the really terrible blonde hair. He looked... Oh, Michael Fabian. Yeah, that's a wig. Savile-esque. Yeah, I know, but him. Yeah, because there's that wonderful clip of the other MP sat behind him going, that's a wig, that. It's <laughs> definitely a wig. And then point out where you can see it. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with him. After Guy Fawkes blows up Parliament, it'll leave another job, so he can go into acting. Because I'm bringing him back as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, I... I want it to be Nick Cage, but go with me on this, right? What you do is the person who tells Nick Cage all about it and does all of his research with him only gives him all of the good bits, right? And then literally, as he's about to go on for the first first fucking scene or anything like that, they go, oh, by the way, way, he's a massive paedophile as well. And then just see where Nick Cage goes with that. Do we have to allegedly on this, or is he actually... No, that did, we don't have to allegedly with that. And I just say... What, Savile? Yeah, you yeah, know, well, he's dead as well, isn't he? so we can't see... Yeah, you don't have to go allegedly, he, it's it's fine. Yeah, and then literally just say... He, he, he properly was... Yeah. By the way, and then just see just how fucking batshit Nick Cage goes with that. We said there was no film news. Nick Cage was married for four days. Again. when he was drunk. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Let's get his marriage license. Drunk, got married. Drunk, and filed for an annulment. And literally, while he was getting married, was saying that it wasn't a good idea because this woman was just after my is just after my money. No, that's when he was applying for the marriage license, and she was going, "I haven't asked you to do this. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do this." And then he just kind of pushing her in the small of the back into this office, and they come away with paperwork, and then clearly they've gone off and got it formalised, and they've got married, and then he sobered up and regretted it. But she's literally there going, I, I haven't asked for this. You don't have to. Maybe she didn't have to get married to him. Well, yeah. Maybe she just really loved him. I doubt that. He's a lovable character, right? No? No. Okay. 
Well, his character's lovable, but who knows about the real guy? Well, true. Cool. So, who else has got what is it? I've already done mine. I, Bob, you, you, you're going for your gig on, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, fair. I don't know. I just think we've been recording for three hours, and I think I might be starting to see stars. <laughs> we have been recording for three hours. Pick a name, and just anyone. It could be anyone. Matt Smith from Doctor <laughs> Who. Uh, yeah, Matt Smith from Doctor Who, but he really doesn't want to do it because he know because he's like, I don't want to play this guy. He's a massive sex pest, and they're going, "You're doing it, Matt. We've got your grab. And if you don't do it, we're going to kill your grab, Matt." He's like, "Really? Yeah, that's that, that's how I would want Matt Smith to do it." Excellent. Okay. Fair yeah. They've got Matt Smith now. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in time, everyone's favourite. Sort of recasting. Can't be done yet. What Cam Shagan? <laughs> <laughs> Swinton. Whenever a character comes up and, and people are like, "Who should we cast? Who should we cast for this?" It's always, "Oh, why not Tilda Swinton? He makes a fat bloke from the 1300s." Glasgow. Yeah, Tilda Swinton can do it. So I'm going to throw that in as well. She's, she's a chameleon. She can do anything. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with that as well. Well, I mean, what was your last time, Jim? Um. Iron Man VR. I'm, if if we can put together a Kickstarter for me to get that, that would. And then you can load it to Noel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. Anyway, that's it for this week. So I don't know. Fuck off. Bye. 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 Bye.